Let's see if I remember how to do this thing. I don't know. It's been a minute. Uh, I was gonna. We were gonna start uh, with the NBA Finals, but um, just my common checking recruiting websites every day. We mm-hmm. have a little uh, breaking recruiting news. Oh, I um, like how fresh is this news? Uh, it's it's been a rumor. I saw somebody talk about this a couple days ago, but it's really starting to pick up steam now. Oh, well, all right. What do we got? And on three, just not just, I'm assuming they did a little. But this morning, Carnell Tate was still a Tennessee lean. Currently, right now, I'm looking at right now, 55% to Ohio State, 40% to Tennessee. I saw that yesterday Brandon, Brandon Innes had his top six come out, and I know that he's someone who's also heavily considering Ohio State. Uh, it would really Brandon destroy Innes. me if Ohio State got the both of them. Um, who, who's Brandon Innes? I'm not familiar with him. He was a top five recruit who was committed to Oklahoma. Then when Lincoln Riley left, he completely opened up his uh, recruitment. And so U- USC's in there, Alabama's in there, Ohio State's in there, um, A&M is in there because, of course, they are. But uh, yeah. I, I did Ooh. see yeah, this This guy's a, a big deal. So, I, um, man, I wonder what in the world – man, he, Carmel Tate was so excited when Marcus Freeman got that head coaching job. I, uh, I, what, went, what went wrong, honestly? Saw Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson go back to back in the first round. Like, oh, I want that. Yeah, that'll that that'll do it. Yeah, that, uh, and your boy uh, Dante Moore, that quarterback out of Michigan. Mm-hmm. He's now twenty five percent LSU, twenty two percent Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, so there was a little bit of a thing that happened. We got a big time recruit in the twenty twenty four class, also out of Michigan. Ooh. Um, he, I think he's currently a four star, but where he's slotted, he'll probably become a five star because they, uh, they're pretty slow to deliver out their stars. So they probably have like eight, five stars now, but by the time that everybody's committed, they'll probably have like 30. So they, uh, and his name is a CJ Carr, and it just so happens that he's Lloyd Carr's grandson. So that was Ooh. a big time steal out of out of the state of Michigan. So it may be a little bit discouraging to Dante Moore that we already have someone who's such a high recruit in the class coming after him. But right. I would very much like it if we got the both of them. So that way, in case one of them's not very good, we uh, right. have a little bit of a safety net. But odds are one yeah. of them will be bad. Yeah, and yeah, and uh, it also. Makes me happy that um, both guys are out of the state of Michigan, just because. Yeah. If they both if they both leave, that's a that's a that's a good thing. Yes, it is. I, I I very much enjoy when players from the state of Michigan don't go to Michigan. Mm-hmm. Like because uh, they, used, Mike, to, they Mike used to just take everyone from Ohio before I was born. They used to just take everyone from Ohio. Uh, Charles Woodson, he's a big one. Charles Woodson, I believe Desmond Howard's from Ohio. I think so too, honestly. I can't remember where Desmond Howard. He is from Cle- Oh yeah, he is from Cleveland. I pre- where did he go to high school? 
Uh, I have never heard of St. Joseph High School. Huh. Still is it? How close were you to uh, Glenville? Glenville's downtown. It's it's, it's Cleveland. Uh, so twenty five minutes. I if I got in my car right now. Is it public? Uh, yes. Oh wow. They uh they got Ted Ginn. Who else did they have? Oh, was it Troy Smith? Did he go Troy there? Troy Smith. Yeah, Troy Smith then and Cardale, Ted Ginn were together. And then, and then Cardale Jones. And then Mark they had a lot. Moore. Frank Clark went there. Um, oh, wow. Dante Whitner. Um, Steve Harvey went there. I know that. Um, <laughs> see, they've had a lot of good players come out of there. Uh, Ted Ginn. Kobe Bryant, the Cincinnati corner, not the basketball sensation. Uh, yeah. Christian Bryant, who was really good for Ohio State. Actually, Cardell Jones went to the Ginn Academy, which it, it's he played. So the Ginn Academy is like a separate school that that kids that would have traditionally gone to Glenville. Uh, it's for those kids, but they maybe need a little more hands-on teaching, or they're they come from troubled homes or something like that. So he went there, but if you go there, you can play for Glenville High School. Oh. That's, uh... Oh, yeah, and Marshawn Lattimore went there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got their uh, list up here. Just, I think we hit all of them. At least all the all good ones, big... yeah. Uh, anybody else? No, not really. Uh... Hmm. Well, yeah, we got the more. creator Superman went there. Yeah, I, I, actually, I did just see that. <laughs> I, uh, I know they're from Cleveland. I yeah, you got some uh, some comic book legends. Oh yeah. Let's see. Where did uh, glasses go? Where'd you uh, Drew Carey? Cleveland Rock. Where did he go to high school? Oh man. Uh, probably early life and education. Let's see. Uh... Raised in old Brooklyn neighborhood. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, did he go to Brooklyn? James Ford Rhodes High School. Oh, Rhodes. I know Rhodes. I don't even... I, is Rhodes... I think they combined with somebody. I don't think they're still a thing. They, we played them once. Uh, I believe my freshman year. We played them. They weren't good. They were not very not good. Huh. Oh, they had a Heisman Trophy winner go there? Les Horvath, yeah. Huh. Shout out, shout out Les. Yeah, I, um, seems like Drew Carey's the only, only interesting thing to come from there. Yeah. Yeah, there's not, there's not a lot of, like, I don't even think there's still a thing. When we went there, or the varsity team went there my freshman year, and I went to go watch, and they had three people in their band. Two of them had instruments, um, <laughs> and there was maybe like twenty people in the stands on their side. Like it, it I, I think I don't know how big it was, but it wasn't a very big school. My goodness, they, uh, they, uh, yeah, they don't seem pretty big. But you said that you think that they joined forces with somebody. I that's think- what your school did, right? Yeah, that's what my school, we combined with the other high school in my district. But I can't remember if Rhodes closed or combined with somebody. Rhodes, Rhodes closed. High school, yeah. 
Listen, that happens a lot here in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh no, it's still no, it's still around. Huh. I thought it. I thought for some reason I thought it closed. Because I know a lot of Cleveland schools closed recently, or not recently, but in my lifetime. So you went to Berea Mid Park High School. Berea Mid Park High School. I went to the old Berea Mid Park High School that was just Berea High School. They got a new high school that's already built and everything. It looks ugly, but it's like so state of the art and so cool looking. And I had to take a math test on a chair once. And I was probably oh. breathing in asbestos, to be honest. Because <laughs> that school said, was built uh... in the 1800s. It said Berea Mid Park was, um, it says it was formed, it looks like in 2014. Yeah, it was my sophomore year. Okay, so, oh, so you did go to both. All right, so yeah, let's see what. Yeah, I went to Berea High School my freshman year. All right, let's see if I can find any interesting. Oh, Jim Trestle. Hey, that's, that's, that's yeah. a guy. Him, uh, his, bro- his brother was not one of my teachers, but his bro- I knew his brother. Mike Trestle? No, Dick Trestle. He actually just passed, recently passed, but he's a really nice guy. Oh. He looked exactly Beck. like Jim Trestle, too. There was a, well, there was a, uh, a co- Tim Beckman, who apparently yeah, used to Illinois. coach Yeah, Illinois. He went to Berea. Yeah, coach in the Big Ten. Got wow. fired for apparently abusing his players or something like that. Mm. Or not like abuse, not like abusing his players, but he was kind of shady. Uh, looks like he was participating in some hazing, maybe. Uh, coach of the Toledo Rockets brought the two had a good tenure with the Toledo Rockets, got hired by Illinois, and didn't do anything. Yeah, it looks like um, he was trying to recruit players off of Penn State's roster after they uh got the sa- they got sanctioned um I do which was that. a violation I remember that was a big deal Yeah nowadays uh you can do that as long as you're the head coach of USC Yes So Tim Beckman is somewhere banging on the glass trying to get back in and looking at Lincoln Riley like, hey, I did that, but you're fine. What the heck? I never actually looked at the city of Berea's notable people tabs on Wikipedia, and I'm looking at it now. There's nobody really famous other than the Trestles and Groza. Well, they're famous to us because we're, we're local sports fans. I know Alex Stepanovich. He was a center at Ohio State when they beat Miami. I know he, he went to Berea. He was an all-state wrestler. I remember him. Um, Mike Buddy, he played for the Yankees. He's actually in a movie. Chris Scott. Chris Scott was my bus driver. Really? Yeah, he played He went. He played football at Purdue, got drafted by the Colts, and I think he got his knee banged up. Uh, uh. He was my but he's awesome. He's an awesome dude. He was my bus driver. John Baldwin, <laughs> he's the founder of Berea. I know that. There's an at Charles Bassett. That's it. He was an astronaut who died in some sort of test, and they they no. told us because there's this there's a picture of him like right in the old Berea where you walked in. There's just a portrait of him, and they never really said who how important he really was, but they always told us 
that he was supposedly going to be the main, the, the crew chief, for lack of a better term, of the first moon landing. They always step told aside, him, but that's just bullshit, I think. Step aside, Neil Armstrong, that's what yeah, you're saying? The, yeah, yeah. Neil Armstrong from Ohio? Yeah. Um, Everyone's from Ohio. There's a no, NASA Joe, research no, wait, wait, center on my street. Wait. I don't know NASA's if Neil really Armstrong's from I don't know if Neil Armstrong is from Ohio. I know John Glenn is from Ohio. Yeah, he's from Ohio, I know that. Neil Armstrong was born in Wapakata nope, not a chance. Ohio. He died in Cincinnati, Ohio though. He was born in Ohio. I I don't have a prayer of pronouncing that. Is that dude Buzz Aldrin still alive? I think he died. Oh my gosh, he's ninety two. He's still alive. Oh. I thought he died. Uh, that was a safe bet, but he's apparently yeah, still kicking. Okay. Um, listen, people from Columbus, Ohio, let's, uh, let's just go straight to athletes because that's the. Yeah. Uh, wait, Simone Biles? Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't think she grew up in Columbus, but she was born in Columbus. No, all four foot eight of her. Wow, she's yeah. tiny. Like, yeah, I know that is. obviously that. Gymnasts are. Oh, she's in and out of foster care, so she was moving around. Ah. Uh, so she was only in Columbus for a couple Trey years. Burke. Yeah, Trey Burke. There's one. Um, Solinger, Zach, I know that. Zach Kaloris, who went to Steubenville High School, actually. I don't didn't even know he was from Columbus. Karen Pat Elfline. Where in the world did he go to high school? I think Pickering. Pick, yeah, apparently. Um, Paul O'Neill. Oh, really? Brady uh, Quinn. Yeah. Bra- Brady Quinn, my hero. Yeah. Um, Archie, Gr- Archie Griffin with the Eastmore, really? Oh, Bro Ohio. Nick Swisher, oh, yeah. let's go. Karis Levert. Uh, also Pickerington. Dodgers man? Oh, okay. Like yeah, Dave Jack- Roberts, MLB. I thought it was some guy named manager. Some guy named Jack Nicklaus. I saw that. That was funny. Yeah. Uh, be cute. Michael Red. I actually did not know Michael, Michael Red. Michael Red, oh, yeah. Was from Columbus. Uh, West High School. Yeah. Um, Nate Ebner. Gold mm-hmm. medalist. Or not gold medalist, but Olympic rugby player. Yeah, that's right. Where did Nick Swisher High School come on? Um, I don't know. Oh. His parents got divorced when he was 11, and then he went to go live with his grandma. So I guess, like, they both lost custody during the divorce because he went to go live with his huh. grandparents in West Virginia. Okay. I know that Nick Swisher was somebody that people wanted to replace uh, the Ohio State baseball coach, but they, they got some TCU assistant or something like that. But Oh, yeah, they got – they fired their – Coach, I remember that, but um, I, I saw Nick Swisher on a MLB broadcast the other day. He was in Cleveland. Oh, really? Yeah, the Guardians were on Peacock, and they played base. First pitch was eleven thirty a.m., and they were playing the A's. And what I can't remember, I can't remember who's doing play by play, but he, you, you would recognize his voice. And then they took the two color men from Oakland, so Dallas Braden, and then Cleveland, um, uh, Rick Manning. And then Nick Swisher and somebody else was doing like shit in the in the stands. 
Hey, uh, and uh, another Columbus resident, or at least uh, born in Columbus, is someone who is used as a measuring stick for the history of Kobe Bryant's career, Samaki Walker. Samaki Walker? Isn't that... Uh, isn't he the guy who they always say? Well, let me make sure he played for the Lakers first of all. Yes, he did. I don't. I, I've never heard that name before, honestly. There's somebody who. Well, all right. Now this doesn't make sense because <laughs> I, I I just told a lie. It's somebody else because uh, he played for the Lakers from 2001 to 2003. But there's okay. a player who. They always say it was the Smush the, Parker, the Smush Parker years. Yes, yeah. not Samaki Walker. I say I've never heard that guy before in my life. Smush Parker. Okay. Smush Parker. I don't. I don't remember. I think Kobe Bryant just hated him because he was bad. That's okay. Jason Tatum loves him enough, so it's just. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. I I actually misinterpreted what you said, so what I was going to say didn't even make sense. I thought you, I thought you were saying Smush Parker hated Kobe Bryant, and I was going to no, say it's Kobe okay. Bryant hated Smush Parker. For ah, well, reason. you know what? I can see why he would do that. Let's look. At, let's see what Smush Parker is putting up in the in the association. Smush Parker. What's his real name? William Henry Smush Parker. Wow. Oh yeah, I forgot he played for Cleveland. For oh. Like He's a Fordham Ram. Well, he had two seasons with the Lakers, put up 11 points per game. That's not that bad. Started 82. In both the, or started 82 the first year, played 82 the next year. Well, shooting. Shooting number shooting 36% from three. That's pretty solid. And 40, about like 44%, we'll call it, from the field. Yeah, for the Lakers, he wasn't. It wasn't bad for the Lakers. Well, again, those Lakers sucked. Like, oh, like yeah. immediately after Shaq left before, and then up until when Kobe Bryant and Paul Gasol and Lamar Odom went back-to-back, those Lakers teams sucked. So here's the breakdown of oh. the 2005-2006 Lakers. Uh, they finished 45-37. and 37. They – I think they – uh, oh, they were a first-round exit in the playoffs. Their starting lineup uh, frequently consisted of, obviously, Kobe. He led the team in minutes. Lamar Odom, second on the team in minutes. Smush Parker, third on the team oh, in yeah. minutes. Kwame Brown, fourth. Oh, yeah. And Chris M-I-H-M Mim, fifth on the oh, team in minutes. That's, uh, that team sounded I bad. I remember all of them. I I don't remember the last guy very much. I, I'm just kidding. I was kidding. I have no idea who oh. that guy is. You said it's Chris Oh, he was Mims. a Cavalier. Chris Mims? From, from 01 to 04 until it looks like LeBron traded him. That, was, that might have been LeBron's first move. His first general manager move. <laughs> was When yeah, he was showed up, he was like, hey, get this guy out of here. That was a little before I started watching the Cavs. Uh-huh. Man, oh, man, my Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, speaking yeah. of my Cleveland teams, my Cleveland Guardians are red hot. And who's even red hotter is Jose Ramirez. I was right. You were right. You were, very, you were very much right. We had this conversation a couple of years ago. 
where you brought it up that you thought Jose Ramirez was a better hitter than Francisco Lindor. I said, shut up, and I was wrong. <laughs> well, it's okay. Although Lindor has been pretty – Lindor's been fine this year. Let's look at him. Hey, look at him don't compliment him. He's going to turn around and give you a thumbs down. Oh. See, Lindor <laughs> is – Lindor's got a 242 average, slashing 321, 406, 772 – or 727, OPS plus 108. So he's better. He's, he's been better than what he was last year, but his numbers are still down from his career, from his career averages. But he's still like he's still such a like. The thing, I think the argument I was trying to make back then when we had this debate was that Lindor is just so much a much better just baseball player, because Lindor is such a net positive on defense, and um, uh, Jose Ramirez is like as average as a third baseman can come. So that. But man, but man, oh man, Jose Ramirez, I got to pull up some of these numbers. <laughs> Actually, I, I retweeted it. This season on fastballs in the strike zone, Jose Ramirez has swung and missed eight times, and he's hit 12 wow. runs. That's an incredible That's incredible. Stat. And Where'd any other year, stat? any other year, he would be the runaway MVP right now. But Aaron Judge is... What Aaron Judge is doing is like what he did when he first burst on the scene. Remember when Aaron Judge first burst on the scene and he just could not stop hitting home runs? Yeah, I think he finished at 52. Yeah, he he, uh, he broke the record and then Pete Alonso broke it the next year. Yeah, the very next year Pete Alonso hit 53. Yeah. Let's see. Let me pull up these, pull up these fan graphs. I'm addicted to fan graphs now. Are you a subscriber? Do you, have to, do you have to pay for that service? No. For some of these? Oh. Uh, oh, it's StatMuse that I'm thinking of that you have to pay for. Yeah, you're thinking StatMuse. Let's see. Jose is hitting 307, slashing 402, 650. Or slashing 307, 402, 651. Where's his OPS? Why won't you? Uh, won't tell me. Oh, I, I don't like that. Uh, Fangrass, we got to change. The OPS got to be right next to the slug. OPS one one zero five three. That's great. Um, but my new favorite stat, new favorite baseball stat, is weighted runs created plus. I'm off war. What on earth is that? So it's runs. You know the stat runs created. Uh no, but it I, it's pretty self explanatory. So I, I yeah. Get so so weighted runs created. It's just ballpark adjusted runs created. Hmm. And it, I, I don't I don't know the exact formula. Let me look up the exact formula off the top because I, I can't name it off the top of my head. Let's see. The formula is oh god, this is a lot. I'm not going to read that. <laughs> but it basically, what it, the stat is telling you how how many runs you're creating for the team, and I think that's just, I think that I I I think that's just the perfect stat. So you just said defense be damned, basically? No, when it's you, more of... When, when you hopped off war? Well, no, war is still, like, it, it tells you pound for pound, like, how good of a player you are. But this is more telling you how valuable you are as a batter. So you just said defense be damned? For, the, for this specific <laughs> argument, yes. Because I'm talking about Jose Ramirez is bad. Where is it? Yeah, runs created plus. Oh, here. oh, 
We got a, that, we got so, a mixture of lowercase and uppercase. This is fun. Yep. So he's at 193 right now, which is, I think, third in baseball right now. Let me, let me confirm that. I, I'm assuming Aaron Judge is number one. Let's see. But 100, but 100 is league average. Uh, advanced. Oh, I saw so, I saw somebody with a minus 33 OPS plus. I gotta go find it. It was probably a pirate. Oh, that it was impossible. Uh, oh, you th- you would think it is, but I, yeah. I'm quite sure it's not because uh, Michael Perez. I think we, we we've had five different catchers play this year. That is bonkers to do that within two and a half months. But we've yeah, done Berto it. Berto Perez, shut up. Uh, well, he's on a 60-day IL. So yeah, I know. Um, I watched that injury. That was tough. Uh, your, your heart broke for your, your former. Yeah. Well, now you guys got uh, Yu Chen, so I've been watching him. Yeah. Um, right off the Clippers roster, probably. Yep. Did he ever Did he ever play for you guys? Yeah, he cut, He split some time. He's been, he's been up and down the past two seasons. Hmm. I remember but going actually, to a Clippers game, and he was playing first base. It's the only reason I even knew who he was. Oh, yeah. No, he's Pittsburgh Pirate legend. Um, Jose Ramirez is third in WRC among qualified batters. Aaron Judge is second. Do you know who number one is? Can you take a guess? Uh, I'm going to say somebody who I am in close proximity to. I'm going to say it's Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah, I I honestly, like, until, like, a couple days ago, did not realize how good Paul Goldschmidt has been this year. Uh, yeah, go look up his numbers in the month of May, and you will be dumbfounded. Actually, his, his June has, has been pretty good, too. Yeah. But May, but like, dude, it was, like, every single night. I know you'll like this. He's hitting three forty seven on the year. I do like I do like a high batting average to go 430 OBP. Yeah, that's pretty good. And it comes to slugging. You said in May? Yeah. Let's see. His slugging is 640, OPS 1070. Yep. That's the real deal. That's 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 incredible. And Judge, with as many home runs as he's hitting, I I have no idea what his batting average is. I imagine it's not 347. But regardless. His Paul Gold, oh my all... God! Holy hell! Yeah, because Paul Paul Gold, he, he was bad the first month, so all of these stats yeah, are, are are evened out based. So his his what was his OPS for the month of May? Uh, twelve eighty eight. That's absurd. That's incredible. But in one hundred nineteen <laughs> in one hundred and nineteen plate appearances, a four hundred four average. A 471 OBP, 817 slugging, 1288 OPS, uh, 252 uh, weighted runs created plus. That's that's incredible. Let's see what he's got going on for June. I know he's been hot because I've been betting on your Pittsburgh Pirates, and they just don't win. Oh, um, that, that's a uh, that's a tough. I hope you did it yesterday because Jack I did, I did. came back yes. from. Uh, Came back and he was on a sixty pitch pitch count and was only able to get three innings out of that. Well, I was so I was so locked in on Pirates money line a couple nights ago when they were up five nothing and they blew it. I was so yeah. in on it 
and Ooh. like, oh, they were up five nothing. Like this was a fluke. They're gonna win tomorrow. They didn't. They actually almost got no hit. And then they actually they lost twice the next day. That's right. Oh yeah, because that's right. Because I took Cardinals first five minus a half for the first game, and I took Pirates money line for the second game. And then I took Pirates money line yesterday, and I think I'm retired. I'm betting on the Pirates now. Yeah, I was gonna say this is a whole lot of Pirates betting going on. What is this? I don't. I, I don't know what happened. I just really liked them against St. Louis for some reason. Uh, well, next time, don't think that. No, I, listen. Certainly, I will most certainly not. I'm yeah, <laughs> stick to betting on my Guardians because I've been betting on my Guardians a lot. Well, they uh, they've been winning in Colorado, I, I believe. Yeah, they just they won earlier today. They swept them. Oh, sweet. they were actually into the series. They were they lost their last eight games in Colorado because they never play well there. Yeah, because uh, I heard that it was the first time they had ever won a game. Well, not ever, but first time they had won a game in Coors since two thousand two. Oh yeah, it's been a it's been a long ass time. And our reward is we get to go play the Dodgers tomorrow. Oh, lots of oh, you're uh, just hanging out out west. Yeah, I think the way they're doing it this year is that you're not just out west for like three weeks like they used to do when I was younger. <laughs> now it's yeah. just you have. So they play Colorado and Los Angeles back-to-back right now. And then later in the season, they go to San Diego and San Francisco. So, or, no, who's the other team in that division? Uh, Arizona. Did they go to the Arizona? Because they played San Francisco in Cleveland. Cleveland Guardians. Because I know it's not usually a home-and-home sometimes. I'm just now discovering this season that they do a uh, a division rotation. I think with the American League. What do you mean? It sounds like the AL Central is playing the NL West, and then next year it'll be either the East. That's or Central. always been Yep, uh, I didn't pick up on that until like uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, no, that's uh, yeah. They've always rotated. When do they play Arizona or San Francisco again? And then you have what two two series against uh, every against your own East and West, yeah. And then there's like five series against your own team. Yeah, and luckily for us, the Central kind of sucks. Yeah, Outside those of the, Twins, uh, the Twins have been pretty good. Well, uh, Bobby Witt's been bad uh, in Kansas City. Yeah. There's also been. A team that I am ashamed to have thought was going to be good. Uh, the Detroit Tigers are god-awful. Javier Baez might be the worst baseball player I've ever seen. They have... I had My favorite team had to play the good version of Javier Baez in the World Series. And now he's bad. That's horseshit. Half of their starting lineup, dude, half of it has an OPS, OPS plus below 100. That's but that's I gotta look at Javi Baez's I gotta take a deep dive into those numbers. I wanna see his strikeout numbers. <laughs> I'm giving Javi Baez a thumbs down. I wanna see his chase numbers. Because he Dude, chases every slider that's you thrown know at him. he swings at every single pitch thrown at him. Good, bad, or otherwise. Oh yeah. Let's see, let's see, let's see. The strikeout percentage is actually down right now, but 
188 batting average. Oh, Pretty good. My. Pretty good. Let's see where. Let's see. Let's see. I'm still. Tr- I'm still getting used to Fangraphs, so I'm not totally. I'm looking for a specific stat. He's swinging at 47.9 percent of pitches outside the strike zone. Oh my gosh, that's that's terrible. Not great. Is there any way to look up the league leaders in that? Because I promise yeah, you he's, he's I think it. so. Pancras is weird, though, sometimes. I don't know. Let's see. Man, 2018, Javi Baez finished second in the MVP voting. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Now, he wasn't particularly close. Christian Yelich won it in a – Oh, yeah. Well, actually, also, Cody – wait, no. Did Cody Bellinger – no, no, no. It had to have been the next year because I remember one of them, probably Yelich, missed the final month, and so the MVP race wasn't as fun as it was supposed to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Because they did the whole Yelly versus Belly thing, and now they both suck. Yeah, and <laughs> – yeah, and the Brewers supposedly, at the time, we thought got away with highway robbery with their contract. Oh yeah, with that contract because they they only signed him for two fifteen mil when everyone else was signing for over three hundred, and we're like, how in the world did Christian Yelich fire your agent? And then Yelich has sucked ever since then. How the hell did we get Jose Ramirez for a hundred and sixty million? That's, I mean, I, I, I love it, but Jose, man, you would have made three hundred million. Uh, Javier Baez is the lead leaguer. Lead does is the lead league in O swing percentage. It's called O swing outside the zone. Forty seven point nine percent. Second place is Luis Roberts, forty seven and a half. That's not good. That, yeah, well, that's the first time I've heard the White Sox associated with anything regarding leading the league because and they've uh, been bad. They have been very disappointing with a really good roster too. Yeah, they um, they can't stay healthy. A lot of their guys keep missing time, but they've been – Dallas Keuchel is obviously a disaster this year. They let him go. Yeah. They and can't stay healthy. If you, they just lost. Leave the, if you just leave the bat on your shoulder, you're guaranteed to get on first base because either he'll walk you or he'll intentionally put you on with two strikes. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, do you know do you know his do you know his batting average with with two strikes? Look, think about this too. If if somebody, I, okay, fine. Let's say somebody has a four hundred batting average with two strikes. You still have a sixty percent chance that they're going to get out. So it actually, it's right. still in your fit. Unless his batting average with two strikes is over five hundred, you're still at have the in the advantageous position. Oh, two. See, I'm looking to see if I can find this. Who was it? It was Muncie or Turner or something. Who did they walk? Because first of all, his answer was terrible. They walked. They walked Trey Turner to get to Max Muncie. Be, because he got tongue tied. He's like, you know what? Max Muncie's batting averages with two strikes. Well, you know, we, we're we wanted to get the Muncie because Muncie's batting average with two. Like he was mixing up who he was talking about. He was he meant to talk about Turner. I don't know. We got we got to look. Trey Turner's batting splits for the season. And a two-strike count. 
Baseball Let's reference, see. help us out. Yeah, I'm looking for this right now. Let me see. I feel like Trey this should Tur- be easier to find. When did also, when did Trey Turner become, like, the fastest human being ever? Was he always like this? He's, he's, yeah, he's always been like that. Okay, here we go. Um, two strikes. Bam. Wait, uh, why can't I highlight that? Okay. Regardless, uh, Trey Turner with two strikes is batting a cool 242 this season. That's that's pretty good. That's What's uh, Jose Ramirez? With two strikes? Yeah, 02. Oh, 02. Wait. Or two, yeah, oh, two, stri- yeah. two strikes, two strikes, O two, whatever. Well, O two specific. Uh, Trey Turner, why, why in the world did he walk him? Okay, let me, uh, let me go find this thing. Well, I that do know the, the the thought process behind that is because Max Muncy struggled and he was hurt, and that, I think that was his first game back after his rehab stint. So they were just going after him, and he uh, hit a home run. All right, here we go. This season. Uh, for this season, first pitch when Jose Ramirez swings at the first pitch, his OPS is two thousand. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's so good. Yeah. Um. Also, he's never been this good though. He's always been really good. He's never been. This is elite. In a three-ball count, his OPS is. Or actually, here's here's a better one. In a zero strike count, when he swings and the count has zero strikes, his batting average is a OPS is seventeen twelve, and his batting average is five hundred. Uh, listen, I'm no mathematician. Mm-hmm. That's pretty damn good. Do you remember this? Yeah. So, so whenever we do these, I always just on my TV I have highlights of random college football games running. And there's this one where Sam Darnold uh, and Texas versus Texas at USC. Do you remember this game? Uh, against who? Texas. It was a regular season game. Oh, I believe it was man. Darnold's last year. I just remember it being a great game. This, this, yeah, this is in Texas because – it's, remember... uh, it's at USC. Really? Well, okay, JT Daniels started a game against Texas. It had to have been, I guess, just the next year. That's how that works. JT Daniels. Yeah, 2018, JT Daniels started a game against Texas. Maybe, yeah, I mean, there probably was probably a home and home. Yeah, there's a second leg. 2018, USC versus Texas. That's West Virginia quarterback JT Daniels, do you? Oh, yeah. There's no way Stetson Bennett that good. Uh, There's a national champion Stetson Bennett to you. Yeah, apparently. Let's see how he does. Let's see how he does when all of his defense just went in the first round. (laughs) Yeah, his entire defense just went into the first round. I'm picking Alabama to win the SEC this year solely because Georgia lost so many guys. Now, uh, you can always say that about Alabama because they always have a bunch of guys go. But Georgia lost so many. I am uh, I I'm going with That's Will Anderson and Dallas Turner to win the SEC. Those Alabama. two are gonna tear it up. 
I just want to see what their home, like their home and away situation is in conference. Three uh, zero count, which by the way, uh, well, you know, I was gonna say why is Jose Ramirez swinging in a three zero count, and then I, I quickly got my answer because his OPS is twenty one forty three. Again, pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, I'll say. Obviously, Texas or Alabama goes to Texas. That doesn't matter in terms of SEC. They're at Arkansas, at home against Texas A&M, at Tennessee, at LSU, at Ole Miss, and home versus Auburn. Those are the let's toughest see, games. I, yeah, I, let's see. I'm trying to see if there's any potential losses here. Texas, maybe. Just to, we don't really know what Texas. They got so good through the transfer portal. We don't really know what Texas really is at this point. But um, A&M for sure, Arkansas for sure. Tennessee might be frisky this year. I don't believe in LSU at all. Ole Miss I like a lot. Auburn, who cares? All right, I got one one more baseball stat before we fully commit to this college football discussion. Paul Goldschmidt's OPS is 974 when he's behind in the count. Damn. That is wicked. It's so crazy to me that we got a hundred more of these fucking things to go. Yeah, yeah, we barely <laughs> We're not even close, dude. We're a month and a half away from the trade trade deadline. Like we just got to sit in our hands. Paul Goldschmidt's gonna finish with a two forty five batting average. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, if this is Josh Bell from a few years ago in oh, Pittsburgh, yeah. he's just gonna he's just gonna plummet from a three thirty to like a two eighty by the end of the year. Rip. Did USC win this game on a Hail Mary? Am I misremembering that? I have no recollection of that. Honestly. I, they had a Hail Mary at the end of the half to score. I know that. But for some reason, a Hail Mary's to end the game is coming to my head. We got three minutes left. I know Texas scores on this drive. They're down 14 to 10. Man, I really don't remember this game. Was this the opening game? Uh, it was week three. Huh. I really have no idea what's going on in this game, honestly. Yeah, because I know – but why do I think this game – Oh, I remember that. That was an awesome catch on fourth down. Detective. God damn, I can't remember anything. I remember loving this game because it was a late-night game. (laughs) I was up to, like, forever watching it. Yeah, Texas just scored with 45 seconds left. Let's see what we got here. <laughs> so, what one of my I just opened up the group chat just seeing what uh people were talking about popping. in our sport in our sports group chat specifically. And uh <laughs> this is just the first text that I read. <laughs> Trevor Bauer would absolutely be the face of Saudi baseball. <laughs> hey. <It's>... <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, uh, he would. Yeah, he definitely would. I, I'm not. I'm not even reading above that. I don't even want to know the context. That's hilarious. No, I just wanted. I, no, I no. Just I agree. I don't know what the context is, but I agree. <laughs> he totally would. If they, you know, dude, if they came after him, he would jump ship and be all on board. Oh man. Man, oh man. Darnold, let's see what you got. Ooh, nice pass. They uh, 
That was supposed to be the Darnold versus Rosen season, and then neither of them made it into uh, – I don't think either of them made it to the top ten of the Heisman voting. No. Darnold threw like 15 interceptions in 12 games. Yeah, he was bad. And then uh, uh, UCLA probably finished unranked. Dude, Darnold, they they both probably played each other unranked at the end of the year. They definitely did. Oh, no, because USC went to the Cotton Bowl. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, actually, USC. Okay. USC no, had like a late season surge. Yeah, no, this would have been the Cotton Bowl against Ohio State. The worst football game I've ever watched. Yeah, that was it was like twenty four to seven. Uh no points Sam, in the second half. Oh, are you serious? That's awful. No points. This does not make sense what I'm about to say, but I'm gonna say it anyway. The USC of Ohio State uniform matchup looked awful indoors. I don't know why. It shouldn't. Outdoors, it looked good. When they faced off in 2008 and 2009, it was a a good uniform matchup. Indoors at Jerry World, it wasn't very good. No. Man, oh, man. Yeah, no, that that game sucks. So it was JT Barrett's last game. That was the only real reason I watched it, to be honest. I had no interest (laughs) in that game. (laughs) Yeah. Sam Darnold was so bad his last year. I know. If it, I, he, that sucks. I mean, he still ended up going third, making a pretty decent amount of money. And I assume he's going to be a backup for a long time. The, yeah, I guess so. Just Honestly, because he was drafted so high more yeah. than anything, which means that he got time on the field, which means that he has – playing experience, whether that's good experience or bad experience, uh, I'll let you decide. Uh, bad is what I think. Mm. But just because he was drafted so high, that means that he saw the field and now people are going to be inclined to just kind of keep him around because you got to have that yeah. that savvy veteran in your, as, as your backup quarterback um, or at least somewhere on the depth chart because I know a lot – it's like some teams like to keep old guys. Some teams like to just let's catch lightning in a bottle and just rotate a bunch of young guys in the back. So I don't know. But he'll, he'll hang around. He might hang around for another five, six years. But his uh, his starting days are going to be over very soon. No, he had his chance with the Panthers. Oh, yeah, Texas fumbled at the goal line in overtime. I forgot that. That's how they lost. I really don't remember this game at all. Or, okay, you know so what? That USC touchdown back to count. Oh, yeah, USC kicked the field goal to win. Oh, well, there you go. Um, you know what disappoints me? I won't say disappoints me. But that LSU team that won it all, like, Texas kind of hung around with them in week one. Yeah. And that's uh, – that significantly goes against my anti-Texas narrative that I that I have been peddling, um, that they were competitive with one of the best college football teams of our lives. They certainly were. Yep, and now they got uh, Quinn Ewers and Bijan Robinson uh, driving his Lamborghini around town. 
Yep. Um, I remember we were just we were having a house party at my college house that day, and I just sat on the couch and watched that game. Yeah. Ah. I bet you tweeted out something like, "Ooh, like a like good college football game in the South. Don't mind if I do." This is probably something. Like, but, hey, listen, it's. I wouldn't mind sitting on my couch watching LSU in Texas for the next three hours. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind either, to be, to be completely mm-hmm. honest with you. Although I wouldn't mind I that do, right now. I, I do think Alabama's about to wipe the floor with them. Yeah. Ohio State and Alabama, them's the teams this year. Dude, I, don't, I, I don't have believe, no I don't idea. believe in Georgia. I, don't, I certainly do not believe in Clemson. Don't believe in Michigan. Like, Ohio State and Alabama are really the only two teams I – USC's offensive line is terrible. Dude, um, USC is going undefeated. They're going to be in the playoff. So, if, if you if you think they're going to be a fraud, that's good for you because that's just one less playoff team you have to worry about because they'll be in there and they won't be competitive with you if that's your logic. But I think USC is going undefeated. I still think Utah – is the team that's going to end up winning. Are they just going to have one game where they run for 500 yards and it just so happens it's going to be against USC? Yeah. But, nah, but the thing, USC up front, both on offense and defense, they're just not very good. That's their problem. Well, fair enough. That is a good and, point. I mean, yeah, they got all these dudes, uh, Williams, Addison, uh, Travis Dye, Mario Williams, and insert others here, insert every other player here. But yeah. they, they just refuse to address that offensive line. Man, I can't believe this team decided to stick with Clay Helton as long as it did. I can't believe Colin Coward actually thought Clay Helton was one of the top five coaches in college football. Colin Coward has been starving for USC to be good for 30 years at this point. It doesn't even make any sense. Dude, I – I like to go back and watch some of his old clips with uh, Joel Klatt just because I enjoy mm-hmm. the discussions that they have um, on YouTube. And there was one where he was he was talking about the top five coaches in college football. He said – he was talking about a hypothetical discussion. If his son were a big-time football recruit, which five schools he would let him go on his official visits? And uh, – <laughs> Uh, well, he 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 said he said I wouldn't let my son talk to any coach. He would only be allowed to talk to five coaches, and th- there was like literally no point to this because he was like, "You only have five official visits. What's the point of talking to anybody else? You only get five. So uh, Brian Kelly's not making his way in my house. He's not a top five coach. And so he was like, Nick Saban, he's coming to my house. Dabo Swinney, he's going to my house. And then he goes, Clay Helton, he's coming to my house. He he associated him as a top five coach in college football. I think he is so he. He has just been – he is such a big the USC brand type of guy. He just loves the brand. Because I, I, I listen to the to – the, whatever, the herd every now and then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Were you about to say the Colin Cowherd show? Yeah, what well, I couldn't remember what it was called. <laughs> Dude, neither could I. I would have – if you said that, I would have been like, I know it. I know that's not the name of it, but I don't know what is. The herd. How can I forget? Uh, me too. Right after Undisputed. <laughs> yeah, well, they're going to sit down and argue about LeBron's free throw percentage this year. Oh, my God. I, 
Dude, I, I can't believe how much time and attention I gave that show like four years ago. I can't when believe the... I I can't believe people <laughs> so I can't believe Skip Bayless is famous. I I love it <sighs> just because I love a good heel, but man oh man. He is awful. He went through a phase there where he was trying to tell people that Nick Saban was a bad coach. And it was recently. It was very recently. Uh, th- those guys don't know what they're talking about when it comes to college it, football. Right after Nick Saban won a national championship, he went on to Undisputed, and he said that Jim Harbaugh is a better football coach than Nick Saban. I almost puked in my Cheerios. It was disgusting. It, man, those Fox people really walk that company line. When they uh, when they when it comes to Jim Harbaugh, because they've been all over it. Cowherd and Skip Bayless and Joe Clyde, all those guys have been completely all in favor of Jim Harbaugh for years. I don't know and why. It's funny. The one year, the one year that Joe Clyde and Colin Cowherd finally decide, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna hold him accountable. Then he makes the college football playoffs that year. Yeah. Which, by the way. It is weird to me. Really, really, really weird. Now, I'm not saying that it won't happen. Uh, I'm certainly not rejecting the notion. But it's just weird to me that Ohio State fans are more confident than ever that they're going to make the college football playoffs and possibly win the college football championship when they're hot off the year that Michigan finally beat them. I I don't understand this idea that somehow, well, we finally got rid of Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson so Marvin Harrison can play. Thank goodness we got rid of those guys. They were just completely in everybody's way. Like, I I don't understand that that notion that everyone's talking about. Yeah, I mean, obviously losing two first-round wide receivers sucks, but everyone behind them is elite. I believe it. The, the jury's still out on Julian Fleming. He he just can't stay healthy, the poor guy. He was a huge recruit. Like, monster in the recruit. He was a monster recruit. Like, that was I'm, one that, like, Ohio State fans celebrated giving. He was a monster recruit. That because was supposed was, to be the, he was the nail be in the State coffin guy. for – Yeah, that, that's exactly what I was about to say. That was, he's, he was supposed to be the nail in the coffin for James Franklin. Like, you couldn't keep this guy in state. Yeah, him and uh, Justin Fields. Well, Justin Fields yeah. is committed there. He's, well, like, he's not from there. Well, um, he, uh, and then he went to Georgia. Well, he's from Georgia. He went to Georgia. Yeah, it's from Kennesaw. Yeah. Man, remember when we thought James Franklin was going to go to USC, and then they got Lincoln Riley. It's like, or wow. <laughs> wow, they got, yeah. Uh, well, they got Brian Kelly, so who cares? Yeah. But, elite, uh, elite head coach Brian Kelly. Uh, yeah, it, everybody. By the way, if – if either USC or LSU offered Franklin a job and he didn't take it, he's a moron. Remember that weird press conference he had just like out, like outside where he's like, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd really love it if we could all go get a beer together and talk about this, but I just can't right now. <laughs> Do you remember yeah. that video? I yeah. certain he was gone after that. Yeah, that was so weird. And then – I apparently what he was hiding was that he was going to get a massive extension that he didn't deserve. Yeah. No, he certainly did not deserve that extension. No. Ten years, man. That's – like, I know Penn State is at a – 
Penn State is at like a point in their program where they're probably never going to be the, the top of the top anymore ever again. Uh, I doubt it. Well, at least and, at least not in this current iteration. I mean, I guess no. you know we, we can't project forty years from now, but. Yeah, until with, with I mean, James until Franklin, I, it's not happening. He, he's not. He's terrible in as an in-game play caller. Oh, he's horrible. That third, that fourth down run against Ohio State in uh, twenty eighteen was one of the worst play calls of all time. Dude, he came out. He sent them out of the huddle. They they got a read. Then they called they took a timeout. Time they, they took, took a timeout. Time then they came out in the exact same formation. So I'm apparently. Sure. Apparently, James Franklin felt the need to call a timeout so he could call his guys over and say, hey, we really like the read we just got. We're going to go back out there and do the exact same thing. Yeah. All right, boys. Fourth and five, game on the line. We're going to run the ball right at Chase Young. <laughs> yeah. But was, it a, was it a read option or something that they ran? No, it was a straight inside zone. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad he felt Miles the need Sanders. to call a timeout good, good so they could celebrate how, much, how great of a look they just got. Hmm. Man, that's oh my! But you don't understand, DJ. You're 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 supposed to run at the best defensive linemen. You don't run away from them because then they might chase you down. (laughs) You got no competitive, no competitive spirit if you're not putting your team in bad situations. Was it 2014 when Joey Bosa ended the game on like a really crucial sack by like yeah, sacked the running back and quarterback at the same play? Or no, he puts the running back back into Hackenberg. Basically, oh, that was Hackenberg. Yeah, oh god, that guy. He was he supposed to be the like... savior of the program, and he was awful. Yeah, um, and then they apparently the Jets were looking at his recruiting rankings when they drafted him in the second round. Listen, we we make fun of the Browns for their quarterback decisions. The Jets might be worse. Well, I don't. Know. Everyone thinks the Jets are going to be awesome this year because they're in the because they're in like everybody's final three. It's like Texas A and M recruiting. The Jets right. are just in everybody's final three for like trade options because they're they're just trying to get everybody and then like AJ Brown goes to Philadelphia, Tyreek Hill goes to Miami, and they're just, they're right. missing on everyone. But like everyone's like, oh my gosh, you know they're they're ready to make some moves at the drop of a hat, but welcome. they still don't make them. Yeah, yeah. That what I will say though, I don't think the Jets are going to be good because I just simply do not believe in Zach Wilson. But they had an awesome draft. Oh, they sure did. Soft they got that Jermaine there. Johnson. Right, late, late in the late first round. 26 or something. Yeah, Brees Hall, Jeremy Ruckert. Uh, they got some guys. And then the year before that, they had uh, Zach Wilson and Elijah Vera Tucker in the first round. Right. They've been uh, putting and something they're getting, together. They're getting Makai Becton back this year. So Are they? Because I he's he, he's been, like, dead. He's just been, like, evaporating. Well, he tore his ACL, I think, week one, and just nobody heard from him since then. And then, and then everyone like hated him for some reason. Because NFL fans are very rational people, you see. <laughs> oh yeah, sports yeah. fans in general are. He you know his what? ACL in year two. Speaking of sports fans, my favorite thing over the past few days has been Ohio State and Notre Dame fans arguing which school is better academically. I fucking love that. Oh I love goodness. how insane every single one of these college football fans are. Who cares? Ugh. Okay, one, the answer is Notre Dame. Two, who cares? Uh, right. 
That has no, no bearing. Oh, wait. Is this because of what Marcus Freeman said? Yeah. Oh. Well, look. If you, think, if you think Brian Hartline is selling all these <laughs> recruits on education, you are out of your damn mind. Right. Like, it's so funny that they just, that they argue about the ac- what school is better academically. It's not. I'm not saying it's a stupid thing to be proud of. Ohio but... State fans have been making fun of Michigan fans for doing that for the past 20 years. Yeah. They, oh, yeah, they have. And Ohio State fans are just so weird. I mean, we printed a thousand different iterations of we're going to hang a hundred on your head on T-shirts. And then we got our ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, they. Uh, and we're gonna yeah, we're gonna hang a hundred on them. That was, uh, I, man, what a time to lose! I'm telling you, that Michigan game was just three hours of stand-up comedy for me because I was dying. I, I'm still mad that Brian Shaw, or not Brian Shaw, uh, Brian Shaw. I know who that is. Uh, Bryson Shaw got an interception. Because he did not deserve he did not deserve <laughs> one of the few highlights of Ohio State in, for Ohio State in that game. I'm gonna watch that game right now. I, I honestly haven't watched that game since. Not because I'm mad, just because I had no interest in watching it. But um, I I surprisingly got over that loss like in less than five minutes. <laughs> because I'm, I'm like I was sitting on my friend's couch and like pissed off for like two minutes. And then Alabama Auburn started, and I just forgot about it. And then you heard that. That's like, we're not going to hear that anymore. We're not going to hear that anymore. Well, yes, you are, but it's just not going to be the SEC. Oh yeah, because the SEC network or like the CBS network games. A nice, a nice Wyoming versus Utah State at midnight. Well, CBS might be trying to get in on the Big Ten package, which it would be depressing by the way, because Fox is going to be the lead dog. So CBS would be competing for with ESPN for the number two, which means right. that, like, we might have Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson breaking down Illinois versus Iowa, which would be oh, heartbreaking. God, I need it, I need it. <laughs> I need it so bad. With that, with that theme music bumping in the background. Oh, the final score is six to three. Yeah, and we're all we're all celebrating and throwing our popcorn in the air when we hear that theme song just for that game. Oh, God, it's so good. Ohio State versus Michigan. No, not wrestling. Like Shaq and his kids up in the kitchen. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I am. Not, I I do remember from this Ohio State Michigan game. I think after the first quarter, I said Ohio State's going to get run out of the stadium, and uh, they proceeded to do just that. Ohio State took the lead in the second quarter, though. And yeah, I still thought that. Uh, like, I, I'm just getting this weird feeling that they're going to get ran out of that stadium. They moved the ball well. They just kept, like, stalling just kept in the middle up. of the field. Yeah, they just kept messing up, like, in the mis- most inopportune time. My sister is at this game. Poor soul. And then we discovered, by the way, and because I have, a, I have an issue with Ohio State fans not – being able to actually decipher what they're seeing in front of them. <laughs> everybody, and I mean everybody, I'm lumping every Ohio State fan ever into this, even though that's irresponsible to do. All I hear about Trevion Henderson is, oh, my gosh, he's the best running back in college football, this and that. Yeah, when, he's, when he has nobody in front of him 
and his linemen are clearing out a path for him to just run straight through. He's really good at running straight ahead at a really fast speed. Oh. Okay, but he's not – he can't block for himself. And Oh, my gosh, Trevion Henderson. Had a bad I, game. Like, he didn't do anything that he hasn't already been doing. Right. I just noticed something interesting about this game. Uh, the, snow? Yeah, that was awesome. But uh, Michigan's first touchdown was the same exact play they ran to score the first touchdown in 2019 when Justin Fields was there. The same exact play. I just noticed I that. certainly did not notice that. Well, you know what? It was like a, was like a weird like trap reverse sweep kind of deal. Oh, I was asleep when that happened. I woke up like in the middle of that game. And yeah, then I, was... I saw the scoreboard and I'm like, I'm not even going to watch the highlights. That was the J.K. Yeah. Dobbins dunk oh, on your God. head game. Took him to school. <laughs> oh, I forgot Michigan's better academically. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. They, There's a like reason 110,000 people don't pack into the big house to watch somebody take a math test. They come here to watch football. Yeah, dude, that, that's why I hate all this, like, the new media that Draymond Green is trying to pioneer where oh, I love it. where these new guys, all these athletes are trying to make us care about them on so many different levels. It's like, <laughs> dude, we only care about you guys. Like, I'm sorry, but the truth is we only care about you because we're fascinated by your athletic ability. If you were just an average college student, we would not care. We would not pay money to see oh. you do anything. Yeah, it's. So Again, it's it's not a bad thing. It's cool to be academically better. It's not a dumb thing. I'm making fun. No, of, that's a, that's a good that's a good thing. It's just such an odd thing to argue with when between two college football fan bases. Yeah, for like we know that we don't care, and well, I mean, you and I certainly aren't arguing about this. It's uh, look. If I could have gotten into Notre Dame, I would have. I would have gone. Well, actually, I wouldn't have because it would have been incredibly more expensive than going to Ohio State. In yeah. state. I got accepted into Ohio State. I would not have gotten accepted into Notre Dame. Notre Dame is better academically. And you know what? I wouldn't that have gotten accepted. No bearing. I wouldn't have gotten accepted into Ohio State if I applied to Ohio State. Oh, did you just go straight into Mansfield? I went straight to Mansfield. And the only – well, Multiple reasons. One, I just didn't really care enough about my grades as much as that's a bad thing to say. <laughs> I honestly couldn't care less about high school. But then... Yeah, because you were um, taking math tests on chairs. Yeah, it was stupid. Um, <laughs> and then um, I found out that I can go to Ohio State Mansfield, transfer over after one year with a 2.0 GPA, and I don't have to take the ACT or SAT. I'm like, yes, please. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yes. if, if there are any high school students out there, the dirty little secret about Ohio State is that it is wicked easy to transfer into. It is, so it, you don't. Need, it's not even a Mansfield thing. Like I could have went to Bowling Green, which is probably where I would have gone if I didn't go to Ohio State, and I could have. It would have been the same thing—a 2.0 GPA to transfer. So yeah, whatever, whatever. If you can't get into Ohio State now, go to go somewhere else for one year. And then transfer over, and then they'll still talk about how their average admissions is a twenty nine ACT. Right, because there's actually they, there's actually a lot of smart ways to get into schools you want when you're not qualified to. Like for example, if you want to go, I know Michigan's nursing program is like pretty easy to get into, and then after a year you can just change your major. Oh, that's like it, it's 
I don't know if that's the case everywhere, but I know that like some schools, like certain programs are just easier to get into. Still need the grades to get into Michigan, but. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh my goodness, dude. I have, when I discovered that, I was like, Ohio State's full of crap because they're all about do you remember speaking of academics and versus college sports do you remember when they were talking about all this conference realignment because you know when Oklahoma and Te- which by the way I'm disappointed that we haven't heard more about this because this was this was really fun news like a year ago when Oklahoma and Texas announced that they were going to be uh, jumping ship and then for like a month, all this talk about conference realignment was taking place, which I don't appreciate that it's been put on pause. But they were talking Actually, about um, – uh, well, uh, well, Okay, the Big 12 is going to be adding a couple teams this year, right? Next year. Cincinnati, Houston, UCF. And BYU, I think. Yes, yes, yes. So those four will be joining in 2023. Yes. And then okay. I, I – I don't know how it's going to work out. I'm sure the Big 12 is not going to let give Oklahoma or Texas any favors. Because I don't know when their deal with the Big 12 or whatever is up. Mm-hmm. If they would well, just let them leave after um, next year, which they probably wouldn't. But um, there were those rumors about possibly getting Kansas and a few other teams into the Big 10. But Kansas would be the main draw because the, the the thought was that the big at the time because we didn't know that the Big Twelve was gonna basically become AAC plus. But uh, <laughs> the thought was okay, maybe we can get Kansas, Kansas State, just so somebody. But Kansas was gonna be the main draw because they were for basketball purposes, obviously not right. football. But then uh, uh, somebody came. It was either it was either Gene Smith, AD of Ohio State, or it was. Um, Kev, is it Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten? Is that his yeah. name? One of those two came out and said, well, we're really, really going to vet these schools academically to make sure that they mm-hmm. meet our standard before we just let them into our athletic conferences. And people and mm. like, fans were, like, banging their head against the wall, like, who cares? Well, I mean, yeah. Who cares? Like, yeah. It's, I, I, I'm, I'm sure Alabama's a good school, but – if Alabama's like, hey, we want to get in, and if their academics weren't up to par, I'm sure I'm sure the Big Ted could figure something out. I'm sure we could work yeah. something out. Yeah, they're like, hey, if you bump up your ACT requirements. Yeah. If you, hey, if you turn into Vanderbilt, yeah, they won't let Kansas in for basketball, but they'll let Vanderbilt in for academics. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, we need, they need that Vanderbilt action. I can't live without you... my Commodores on Saturdays. Yeah, and their new logo that I keep seeing everywhere that I just discovered. Oh yeah, it's really bad. It look it looks like Army. Vanderbilt new logo and the Eagles new logo. Yeah, what in the world? That was like the Browns going from orange to orange. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we were uh, we were talking about the Saints' new black helmets in our group right. chat, and um. There, and one of my friends was like, oh, I totally forgot that you're allowed to have multiple helmets this year. And then oh, yeah. another friend said, I hope the Brown, I hope the Browns get new helmets this year, get some alternate helmets. And I texted him back and I said, the orange is oranger. Hmm. Just, <laughs> well, <laughs> the, the, one of the biggest reveals, in, one of the biggest uh, uniform reveals ever. I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns never change again. <laughs> 
like as drastically as they did. Go go back to the original orange. Yeah, that because uh, when they ch- I can't tell because they broadcasted it uh, the the New Jerseys in like 2013 or wherever it was. Those really hideous ones they wore for a long time. Oh, the Johnny Manziel ones. Yeah, they had a bunch of players just model them on like live on like ABC or ABC affiliate. And I remember sitting in my living room, and I was like, "Are you fucking serious? These are awful." They were- oh, the the brown with the orange numbers. Yeah, they those may have been the worst jerseys in NFL history. They were so bad. It's up there. Those were and their jerseys now are awful. good. They somehow make orange and brown look good. Yeah, I the uh, Which their new do jerseys. They wear, well, do they wear white? I, do they wear white pants with them? I do not like yeah. the Browns uniforms with orange pants. I it, oh, I, I love it. I love it. I I hate it. Their white greatest com- only. Their greatest combo is the orange pants, white jersey. That's the best. But um. They wear brown and white for home games. They don't really wear white pants on the road. Sometimes they'll go all white, but they kind of been doing because they used to back in like Jim Brown days. They used to just strictly have orange pants. Mm, I like I like what I grew up and the, on. The orange like pants were such a big thing because the Browns fans wanted them so bad, and they had orange pants with their previous uniform set, but they just never wore them. They did. Like with the yeah. Oh, could you imagine if they went orange helmet, orange jersey, orange pants? Yeah, I can't because they did. Oh, how awful was that? They did against the Cardinals, I believe, one year. <laughs> Browns, all orange uniforms. Let's see. Did Baker wear those uniforms for a year? His first season, yeah. Oh no! See, this is what teams do. Every time that they get a new quarterback, they get new uniforms because that the, they have a, a new era. They need to – so Zach Wilson got – well, I, they did it with Sam Darnold, but it just so happens that he was bad, and now it's yeah. the Zach Wilson uniform. But Bengals just did it with Joe Burrow. So now the Browns need to get their Deshaun Watson iteration where they go – where they return to their uh, their old ways of the old orange. I thought for sure they definitely were the all orange one one time. I just can't find a picture of it. I know for certain they did. Hmm. And it was disgusting. Yeah, it sounds although, awful. Although I what the NFL missed a real opportunity when the Browns and the Steelers played on Monday night this year, it was on Thanksgiving. The Steelers should have went all black, the Browns should have went all orange. Hmm. I wouldn't have hated that. Although the, uh, the problem is the Browns don't have an orange jersey. Oh, they can make one quickly. Yeah. They used to have, they have some. Their uniforms are so simple, but they look so good for some reason. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan. They, uh, I, I also like the, they need the white Boston face Patriots mask, uniforms. They need the, the Browns need to bring back the white face masks. Those look really good. Man, we're just going all the way back. Yeah, they 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 just looked so good with the orange helmet, and now they I think they wear black. Man, I can't believe somebody approved those uniform designs. My God, they um, 
What's the worst? What are some of the worst NFL uniforms you've ever seen? Steelers, I know Bumblebee a, ones. No, I no, I literally was about to get in front of that and say I know everyone <laughs> thinks that those were awesome. Those uh, were great. Worst uniforms in NFL history. Those Broncos ones that are like yellow and brown. Oh, I, I oh, you know what? I kind of oh, like Jag- those. The Jaguars when they had like that mustard yellow in their helmet. For no reason. Oh, yeah. Like, the back half was gold. Yeah. Are the oh. Eagles blue and yellow? Oh, no. The Eagles blue and yellow jersey is kind of cool. Oh, those are worse than the Broncos mustard uniforms. No. Yes, those were. The Steelers bumblebee ones, though, man. Come on now. No. Um... Not good. <laughs> the Seahawks green uniforms suck. Yeah, that sounded like that sounded better than it actually was. I'll tell you, I also the uh, the Cardinals black uniforms with the red yeah, numbers. That you those can barely you can barely see the red numbers because it's just a dark jersey with dark numbers. Right. I don't really like Tennessee's current uniforms, to be honest. Um. I I do like them. I think the uh, I like when they have the dark blue helmet with the light blue jersey. I do like that, but I I don't know why. It, there's just so much going on on it in the jersey. I just don't like it. Um, I like Tennessee's old uniforms, like back in Steve McNair. Yeah, those were good. Although those, for whatever reason, now look ancient compared to what they have now. They they haven't even had these new uniforms that long, but. Um, the Falcons' I, current uniforms are disgusting. Awful, the the worst things in the entire world. It, it's so simple, man. It's so the Browns did it. You just got to play the hits. The Falcons, you just go back to the nineties, the Deion Sanders era. That's it. Well, you modernize they, that. It's they so did. They're they're going to now. What they, but those those years of like the Michael Vick Reds, those were the best uniforms. I think but their nineties ones were better. With the like the red and black helmet. Yeah, and the Falcon was a little like less detailed, but it looked cool. Yeah. You know, those, oh, you know who needs they them? actually are bringing those back for alternates this year. Yes. Thank goodness because their current uniforms are so bad. Miami, the Dolphins, Should their have current uniform or their current logo suck. I like old their one. Their Way old better. one, like Marino, when the Dolphin was wearing like the half football helmet thing. Yes, that they, without a face they still wear those. Those are arguably the best uniforms in in football. I a hundred percent agree. I don't hate their current uniforms. In fact, I kind of like them. But I really like their old uniforms. So they definitely decreased, in my opinion. They took a step back, but they didn't plummet themselves. So I'm not. I'm not going to kill them for that. Uh, I'm not going to put them in the worst uniform category. Um, oh, no, those those I, old I, ones that they break out every now and then with the old Dolphin logo, that is the best. That's the best logo in the NFL. All right. It, I have, and it's slick might be the best jersey. I have another submission for this this, this discussion. Um, Let's hear it. Not at all. Not at all the worst uniform. It's great radio, by the way. <laughs> just us talking about yeah. clothes. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Mike Francesca, just talking about things nobody can see. 
Exactly. Um, uh, yelling at the TV when Edwin Diaz gives up a three-run home run in the mm-hmm. ninth inning. <laughs> Classic. Um, not in all the worst uniforms, but they're in that bottom tier are the color rush Vikings but, uniforms with the with 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 the purple and the uh, the gold numbers, but also the purple pants. Uh, too yeah, much. Yeah, the too Vikings. Much. Yeah, those ones are good. I just like purple. No. Well, I do too, but too much of it. Those color rush uniforms with the the gold numbers not not good. The uh, color rush, I think, is supposed to just look ridiculous. I like their old uniforms, like the the Adrian Peterson ones, where it was like it was kind of it looked like the Michael Vick Falcons uniforms with like the the yeah. white like uh, stripe on the shoulder pad or whatever, and there was there was more yellow in the uniform than they have now. Oh, the Randy Moss ones, the Randy Moss era ones. Those were and great. Those were uh, those weren't tremendously different than they are now. Those are just starter it, uniforms. It had a little. Uh, those ones had, like, a little more yellow in it. Like, it had a little more yellow on the sleeve. Like, the ones you're talking about are are less – it has less yellow in it. Oh, uh, what about that one year where the Rams had just white horns on their helmet, but they kept the same uniforms? Right, yeah. They, that they was wore a... those – they wore those white helmets when they were in Cleveland. Like, when they were the Cleveland Rams. Oh. They may have That's, worn when they, they were in like, wait, Los Angeles. Wait, they had a Cleveland Rams because they had a St. Louis Browns. I yeah, there was, what's... A, there was a Cleveland Rams. There was the Browns didn't move to Cleveland. The Browns originated in Cleveland, but there used to be a Cleveland Rams. What? I don't even know what sport. Oh, St. Louis Browns is a baseball team. Yeah, isn't that an major league team? Uh, possibly. No, uh... No, Major League Baseball. Hmm. I thought they were Major League. Actually, the Cleveland Rams were the first team in Cleveland, and then they became the Cleveland Browns. Oh, okay. So the oh wait, no, 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 no. I'm, I lied. I lied. They were the Cleveland Rams, and then they were suspended for a year, and then they came back as the Cleveland Rams, and then they moved to Los Angeles in '46. Whoa. That, okay. Oh, and then okay, then they. How many, how many iterations of the Browns moving away and then getting an expansion team were there? The Browns started in the 40s, I believe. Like, the the Cleveland Browns started in the 40s. So, I think it was, So, the Rams moved out in 46, and the Browns started in 46. So. Hmm. All right, so the St. Louis Browns were a Major League Baseball team who re- ended up relocating to Baltimore in 1953 mm. to where they became the Baltimore Orioles. I did not even realize that St. Louis had two baseball teams. I didn't know that either. But, uh... Oh, also, Orioles need to go back to the, their logo from our childhood. Um, this yeah, this those current... Strong. Because the Blue Jays did this too. The Blue Jays and the Orioles both, these AL East birds, they went back, they like brought throwback uniforms back to like the 90s. Or, right. like, no, because Cal Ripken wasn't wearing these uniforms. But back in like the 70s or the 80s, 
they had this current logo of that like that smiling face Cartoon on the Day, Oriole. Yeah. That that was an old logo that they brought back, and right. the Blue Jays obviously uh, brought back that old logo. But like the 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 Roy Halladay sort of Follows black and ring. blue Blue Jays with the the Blue Jay like hiding behind the teens, like yeah. playing catch with himself. It's fucking jacked. Yeah, uh huh, uh huh. That was a sweet logo. Got it. I also like the. I love their jerseys they had when they went back to back in the World Series. Uh, but yeah, those are the uniforms that they have now, pretty much. Yeah, it was it was, a, it was like a touch different though. Oh, it, like it, a, it, a lighter blue. It was like a lighter blue, and it had like a baseball behind it, and it said it, it was. It just looked so much cooler. Mm-hmm. So I um, the, Blue Jays, the Blue Jays have never had a bad logo. Uh I wouldn't say it's bad. Maybe the T, just the, the straight T without the bird in it. But yeah, so if you if you Google Blue Jays logo history, one of the first things on Google Images is a is a like a tic tac toe board of yeah, Blue Jays logos. Right that first okay. one, that's the one I'm talking about. The one that I, I like a lot. Yeah, see, so they had a lighter blue. It's basically what they have now, just with a lighter blue. Yeah, um, but number f- four and five uh, are what yeah, I love. Where uh, yeah, I the, like the birds coming out of the J. Yeah, that is a uh, that that is a powerful look. That 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 T was kind of weak, if we're being completely honest. But yeah. let's see. Trying to find another game because now I'm currently watching the full version of this game, and I don't want to do that. You want highlights? Let me, I want uh, highlights. Ohio State, Michigan State this year, just the first half. Let's see if that was funny. Um, oh my gosh, what a beatdown! My trivia questions are all college football. I have one college football, one MLB, and I'm still trying to figure out the other one. Uh, let me go. I might. I might ask you who led the league. Led the league in weighted runs created plus from last season. Let me see if I can come up with anything. I uh I might know that. who was good last year. Probably Shohei Otani. Uh, I I haven't even looked at it, but um, uh, let me uh. Or Vladimir. Actually, you know what? Vladimir. I'll uh, I'll I'll, I'll come up. I, I'll make it baseball related. We've been talking a lot of baseball. I've enjoyed it, so we'll uh. I'll come up with a baseball-related question, but uh, do you want to go first or me? Um, I'll go first. I'm going to save the hard one for last. That's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. First question, obviously college football because they're all college football. Yep. Name the last Texas running back to win the Doak Walker Award, and your hint is it was during your lifetime. Oh. Um is it the best running, running back? back? Yeah. Okay. Does does the fact that I was born in 1999 change that? No. Okay, so it's not Ricky Williams because I think he was 98. Um, I'm gonna shelf Ricky Williams for a second. Uh, let's just explore the options. Oh, uh, I may have just found the option. Cedric Benson. Is that your final answer? 
let's. Uh, no way it was Jamal Charles. Um, although he was there for like all four years, so he it was he was there forever. Um, Chris Ogbenai is an option. Ha. Uh, Cleveland Brown. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's That's Obanawa, right. by the way. Excuse you. It is. Yeah, Chris Obanawa. Obanawa. Jeez, I've been pronouncing it wrong for years. Um, I'm going to say Cedric Benson. Um, you're going to be – I think you're going to be shocked when you hear this one. Donta Foreman. Deonta Foreman, excuse me. Oh, wow. Um, 2016. Ran, he went off. 2,028 yards, 15 touchdowns. He went off. Man, I uh, – yeah, I forgot. But I'm looking at he, it now. All my questions are kind of hard. He well, he he was a top ten Heisman finish, so he was yeah. really really good. But man, I I went, I started at Ricky Williams and then worked from there. So that might all, all I knew you were going to get caught. I knew that name was going to come out of your mouth at least once. My, my chronology completely um, distorted that. So. Um, Okay, now I, I guess I'll get my college football question out of the way. I love that we're in a college football mood, by the way. College yes. football, it's coming. Um, I've been looking at recruiting rankings basically every day, uh, just getting in the mood. Uh, my my college football question. So the college football playoff began in 2014. Mm-hmm. There has only been one team who lost their conference championship game and still made the playoffs. Who was it? Oh, baby. Okay. I'm going to go year by year here. So, first year. Did Oregon? Why am I thinking Oregon lost? Didn't win the SEC that, or the Pac-12? Alabama definitely won the SEC. Ohio State definitely. It absolutely won the Big Ten that year. Um <laughs> I'm assuming Florida State was good because Clemson wasn't. Or I'm assuming Florida State won the ACC. The next year, Clemson, Alabama, Oklahoma. God damn it. For some reason, I want to say Oregon, but I don't think that's correct. But now that that's the thing because there back then there were the Big Twelve didn't have a conference championship game that year. I don't know if the Pac twelve did. All right, let me work backwards here. Alabama, Georgia. Oh, Georgia. Oh wait, no, no, no. Yeah, Georgia. Oh. Uh, whoops, I forgot to say not including Georgia. That com- um, It completely slipped my mind that the SEC had two teams in twice. However, Alabama wasn't even – okay, outside – I meant to say not including Georgia. That was my mistake. Okay. Before that, Ohio State won the Big Ten, Clemson won the ACC, Alabama won the SEC, and who the hell did Alabama play? They played Notre Dame, and those t- that team is a coward. Coward Institution. Um, 2019, Ohio State won. Alabama won. Oh, Alabama didn't make it. LSU won. Clemson won. 
Oklahoma won. 2018, Ohio State won. I don't remember. Who did Ohio State play in 2018? Ohio State didn't make it in 2018. Um, Clemson definitely would have won. Alabama definitely would have won. Oh, could be... Is it Alabama? What year? Shit. I was, I was kind of hoping that would be a blanket. Because um, <laughs> well, well, I'm thinking... I'm just trying to think of te- years there were two of the same conference in. In Georgia, Alabama, but those two... I don't think they played in the SEC championship game. Okay, so Alabama made it as the four in 17. So they went in over Ohio State, and Alabama didn't win their – no, Alabama didn't even make it. Okay. Shit. I'm going to say Oregon the first year just because I was so strong. I just had a weird vibe when I thought of that. Final answer? Yeah. It's those cowards who joined a conference for one year. Oh, <laughs> damn it. I didn't even think of that. Sons of <laughs> let's, bitches. Let's go. Let's go. Damn. That conference thing is so easy. We made it to the championship our only year. Mm. Only, to, only, only to lose. Um, <laughs> speaking of Notre Dame. Oh, boy. Uh, speaking of Notre Dame embarrassments. Um... <laughs> I'm going to read the question exactly as I typed it. Name the two players to score touchdowns in Notre Dame's embarrassing, humiliating, demoralizing, and deplorable effort against Alabama in the 2013 National Championship game. Oh, man. I, I've, I've watched that game maybe like maybe the first half. <laughs> uh, let's see. Tyler Eifert. I actually just watched the Notre Dame Oklahoma game from that year, so I can at least I, I at least know one. players. But right. I, I Tyler Eifert's the best bet just because he was the best player on the offense. Um, so I'll, I'll say he was one. Uh, so Theo Riddick's an option. Uh, T- Taylor Jones was an option. Who were the other – Robbie Toma was a receiver. John Good. Okay. You know, I got to – Tyler – oh, you were going to say something. Go ahead. I, I was going to say it's it's passing touchdowns don't count. Oh, yeah. So, I, I'm not going to – Everett Golson twice. No, that, that's not going <laughs> to – Yeah, Everett Golson. Um, uh, Cam McDaniel was a – it was him and George Atkinson and Theo Riddick were the running. But, man, I have little t- – I don't remember anybody scoring. I know the final score. I don't remember any, like, individual play from that game. So, I'm just going to say Tyler Eifert just because he was the best. And then we'll say – well, oh, man, you said it was hard. So, it's got to be someone who wasn't, like, a, an NFL guy. Uh, Tyler Eifert and Taylor Jones. Uh, over two. You said both of them. One is Theo Riddick, and the other is Ever Golson. He ran in for a touchdown. Oh, uh, yep. That I was not going to get that. Um, <laughs> the 2008 mm-hmm. American League 
MVP voting was the highest uh, voting recorded where, well, hold on, let me, let me rephrase this question. Good golly. The highest that Grady Sizemore ever finished in the, in the MVP voting was in 2008, where he finished 10th overall. Mm-hmm. He was sandwiched. R- really? Well, yeah. let, let's see if you get this. He was sandwiched between two Tampa Bay Rays. Who were they? So the Tampa Bay would be 9 and 11 is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Um, you don't have to get it in particular order, just both the right. names. So 2008, they went to the World Series. So I'm going to assume Evan Moncoria is one of them. And, ding, ding, ding. Um, could be Carl Crawford. Could be Carlos Pena. Not Scott Hatterberg, as we call him in this household. <laughs> That may have been like the only year Pena was worth a damn. It's it's almost certainly Adam Longoria. I know Dustin Pedroia won that year. Yeah, I'm no Dustin Pedroia fan, but he did win. Yes, he did. Um, With his 213 hits, good lord. Uh, so Adam Longoria and Carlos Pena. Uh, you went two for two. Ah, let's go. Wow. Kevin Euclid finished third. I do not remember him being that good. Oh, yeah, he was a dude. He was a, he was a, he was a pretty good hitter. Like, he, he, when you say Kevin Euclid, you think of power. But he's a pretty good hitter. I also want to say this, and I don't mean to rain on his parade. It is BS that Francisco Rodriguez got sixth. He got 62 saves, but his ERA was 2.24. It's like if his ERA was like 0.25 or something like that, then sure. But just being in at the end of games, not enough. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's 2.24 ERA for a closer. That doesn't seem that great. I mean, it's fine. It's acceptable. It's good. You can but live it's with not it. Like otherworldly. Yeah. But yeah, it's acceptable. You can live with that as your closer. But like Classe, Emmanuel Classe is not getting any MVP votes, and he was. I think he had like a one-two ERA last year. <laughs> Gosh, darn, um, I didn't think you'd get that. Yep. And this is a hard question, and I'm very excited for this question because it's the first time either of us have done something like this. And I feel oh, like yeah, when yeah. I tell you the name, because you're gonna have to put the names in order, is what I'm. So right. and I feel like they're all close apart. That's gonna be very hard. Rank these college football quarterbacks in order for most career passing yards. Joe Burrow, Shea Patterson, Ian Book. Um, uh, wow. Man, Ohio State's winning 55-7. to 7. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I have... I, I really – I got a hot take. I think number one is very, very easy. I think number one is easily Shea Patterson because um, he, he was a quarterback for like four years because he was at Ole Miss. And then I, I remember thinking, this guy has two years of eligibility still. I thought he was going to beat us. 
Uh, well, the, a lot of people started those rumors, and they were just fucking liars. I went on these very airwaves, and I said Michigan was going to beat Ohio State that year. Um, I was very convinced, too. I think the quote from me was, Michigan is going to kill them. Ohio State doesn't have a chance. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we, we were fooled into thinking that Rashawn Gary was like Genevieve Clowney, which was not the yeah. case. Um, Shea Patterson. Gosh darn it, dude. I have a 50-50 shot of tying this because I don't think that you're going to get this next question, even though it's a – Ooh. It's, it's either you know it or you don't. There's no, like, mapping well, your way into figuring it out. Finals about a tip. Warriors uh, plus four, by the way. So it's finals about the tip. Uh, and and I sprinkled Warriors minus nine and a half because I think they close it out tonight. I think they do it big. Wow, what are the odds on that? Minus four hundred. That might that might be worth it. Um. Okay. Chip Patterson won because I think he just played for a long time. Um. Oh, man. Ian Book. Wait a minute, because the, the playoff games count. Oh, all right. Joe Burrow's last, Shea Patterson's first, and Ian Book is right in the middle. Say that again? Patterson, Book, Burrow. Oh, you didn't get any of them right. Um, It is Ian Book, Joe Burrow, Shea Patterson. But Shea Patterson was the quarterback for like four years. They're all very close to each other. The difference between Shea Patterson and Ian Book is 149 yards. Gosh darn it. I know. I saw that. I'm like, I was writing out that question. I'm like, that is, that's a brutal one. I can't believe All right. Well, I lost, but we're still going to play. Because that's what we do. We finish the game no matter what. Mm-hmm. All right. Which pitcher in our lifetime famously – through back-to-back one-hitters. Ooh. Kerry Wood? R.A. Dickey. R.A. Dickey. I don't the, remember that. The one year that he was good. The year he won the Cy Young? Yep. Man, yeah, he was really bad after that. Like, just offensively bad. Yeah, the Mets saw the writing on the wall, and they're just hey, like, man, you know Matt what? Harvey. You're a flash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He, he flopped. Who's going he was going to prison, a... I think. Um, is he actually? He's he's in a lot of trouble over the scat Tyler Skaggs situation. Yeah, was he like? Uh, what was his role in that? I think he gave. He recommended. I don't know. It's something like he knew it was happening, and he didn't say it. it's something like that. Like he knew about it. He kind of introduced Skaggs to this. I don't know. It's something like that. Oh boy. Yeah, Ari Dickey was great in 2012. 273 ERA, 230 strikeouts. The next year, he had a 421 ERA. Yeah, he immediately so this got is... traded. That's how you knew the Mets knew he was shit. He got traded after <laughs> he won the Cy Young. And I say, yeah. that at, I say that when my favorite organization, my beloved Cleveland at the time Indians, traded Cliff Lee the year after he won the Cy Young. <laughs> and CC <laughs> Sabathia. Back to back years, back to back years. You had back to back Cy Youngs and then traded them back to back. Well, what a franchise, man! Oh my gosh, what a franchise! But they're always they'll forever be my all time favorite. He's um, 
the best kept secret in baseball is Jose Ramirez. I don't even think it's a secret anymore. 160 million. That's a secret. That's that's insanity. That that's, he, that's he should true. be making 300 million. Although he is. 30, so he probably wouldn't get the big lump sum contract. Well, hold on. In R.A. Dickey's three years, he was really good. 284, his three years at the Mets, he had a 284, 328, and 273 ERAs, respectively. That's really good. That is good. I feel like maybe because he was like, outside of Tim Wakefield, he was really the only knuckleballer of his era. I don't know. I don't think Wake. or yeah, he pitched with Wake during the same time as Wakefield, but they had a little bit of crossover early on. Yeah, uh, I don't. Being a knuckleball pitcher just doesn't seem like it, it's effective. No, it's I, it, 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 does anybody really pitch. even throw a knuckleball anymore? Not that I know of. When was the last time a knuckleball pitched that up? Oh. It's a, I don't know, probably one of these position players who take them out every single night. List of knuckleball pitchers. Oh, yeah. Oh, there was a rookie. I forgot. There was a rookie last year for the Orioles, a 33-year-old rookie who was a knuckleballer. <laughs> I just love saying knuckleballer. He's a junk baller. List of knuckleballers. It blows my mind that baseball reference is so good that it even has players' minor league stats on it. Oh, yeah. I love You know what that. I was – you know who I was looking at on baseball reference the other day? Who's that? Deion Sanders. He was – Good. Half bat. He was pretty good. He made some all-star teams. We always talk about – he never made an all-star team, but we always talk about – Bo Jackson being the best two-way athlete ever. Uh, Was he the best two-way athlete of his era? Yes. Uh, Okay. Apparently, I was wrong in the Deion Sanders all-star thing. I'm I'm not wrong in saying that uh, Bo Jackson was an all-star. Who? Bo Jackson was an all-star. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was an all-star. But um, Bo Jackson was good, but, like, Deion Sanders is arguably the best defensive secondary player in the history of football. I feel like that just puts him above automatically because he was good at baseball too. And Bo Jackson was good at football, but he kind of got hurt and his stats aren't impressive. So, and that's part of the game. That's part of, that's part of the argument. Longevity. Part of the athletic argument. How about this? So Deion Sanders took off the 1996 season decided to come back for 1997 to play with the Reds, and he stole 56 bases. That's nice. Uh, I'm like, yeah, slash 273, 329, three, wasn't a power hitter, 363, 693 OPS, 56 stolen bases. I am telling you, man. hits. Major League Baseball, ESPN, Fox, whoever you want to blame, they have made a huge mistake not finding a way to get Deion Sanders as a part of their baseball analyst broadcast. Oh, yeah. I love him. I love every he, bit of him. He would do wonders for the game if some if anybody 
wanted to sign him because like I know that he's like Mr. Football and he's uh, he's always talking about football. Dude, he's got the stories from playing baseball too. Like there there's throw whatever amount of money you have at him. Well, obviously not now because he's a little bit busy. Yeah. But, oh my god. Creating a dynasty. In yeah, the swag. You, yeah, exactly. Well, he will soon be. I think he's going to make his way up to the FBS at some point soon. I, I don't yeah. think he's long for this. I would be surprised if he never ends up at Florida State. Yeah, especially since Mike Norvell doesn't seem to be doing the job. No, not really. Yeah, I mean, losing the number one recruit in the country to Deion Sanders, that's pretty tough. Well, he all, there was another guy who was from St. Louis who was like number 40 in the country who did the exact same thing. There we go. So, um, before we get yeah, out of here, do you want to hear the craziest stat of all time? Yes, I do. I don't know if I told you this, but it's still like I was reminded of it because someone retweeted it on my timeline. It's the craziest stat of all time. Ken Griffey Jr. is second all time in hits by a left handed outfielder born in Donora, Pennsylvania on November 21st. <laughs> uh, uh, same year or different? No, different year. But they were born on November 21st in Donora, Pennsylvania, and they were left-handed hitters. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, well, he played first base. Is Willie Stargell? Stan Musel. Oh, well, I, I really need to know that given where I'm at right now, but... Oh, yeah. That is that, the craziest stat of all time. I have never heard that before. And Ken Griffey Sr.'s father, so Ken Griffey Sr. Sr., if you will, was high school <laughs> teammates with Musial, Dan Musial. Wow. They were the original Matt Stafford and Clayton Kershaw. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Exactly. I, I I claim Ken Griffey Jr. as an Ohio athlete just because he went to high school in Cincinnati. Yeah, I think that's fair because I like I don't consider Simone Biles to be a Columbus girl, even though she was there for like the first three years of her life. Yeah. Um, if you didn't go to high school in a particular area, I don't think that you. I, I do not just claim like like Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri from Columbus, didn't spend a whole lot of time here, moved out west, whatever. He's not a Columbus guy. Despite the fact that he tried to play up Columbus because, um, you know, amongst the whole cancel culture, Christopher Columbus deal, um, somebody yep. recommended – some somebody did some internet research and discovered that Guy Fieri is from Columbus, so they tried to rename Columbus Flavortown, Ohio. And, uh, of course, once Guy Fieri found that out, he decided to – Really lean into his Columbus roots and say, you know what? I support this. I'm I'm all about you know. Let, let's make it about me. Shocker, because he uh he finds any chance to make a meme about himself. Um, but so everything, yeah. all the, every fast food mogul or every food mogul is from Columbus. Yes, Him, and uh, and they grew up and they grew up with every wings. football coach ever. Yeah, and I think. White Castle's head of operations is in Columbus. Like, every, everything is in Columbus. Skyline is Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. The skyline, I I pretend it doesn't exist. 
Skyline soup. Yeah, that is. If you eat that, if you if you legitimately eat that and enjoy that, I look down upon you as a person. It is so. It is offensively. I'm offended every time I see it. The conies are good though. I don't eat no. pasta, but the conies. Oh are well, good. yeah, chili dogs are good, but. Oh my gosh! It is. Oh, the chili dogs are the best. There was one in Mansfield, and that's the first one I ever went to. And I'm like, all right, I got to try this. I just got to see yeah. if it's like if there's any redeeming qualities about it. There's not. There's just not. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, Columbus looks down upon Cincinnati, literally. Um, so do I. I know. I know that the soccer fans have a big rivalry between the Crew and FC Cincinnati, and yeah, you know, whether. By, but, uh, by the way, it's kind of bullshit that Columbus didn't get a location for the 2026 World Cup. I would have gladly ha- had that. Because um, there quite a bunch of qualifiers there. Yeah, and it was uh, one of the original teams in the MLS. So I would have hoped yeah. that, that they would have uh, qualified themselves to uh, – To be host, fair, it's, but... it's not just the United States, it's North America. So Mexico and Canada got some spots in – Columbus is a big city. What am I talking about? I don't know. You know, yeah. Fuck FIFA. <laughs> Are they still in charge? Um, did they get, what did they get sued for? Uh, I don't know. They, they take bribes and a bunch of stuff ah. um, for like uh, World Cup hosting and stuff like that. I accidentally just did something on my phone. So the the new iOS is out and I just scheduled it to update in the middle of the night. If if my phone restart, is my alarm going to go off in the morning? Yeah. I think so. Well, uh, Boston's on a run here, god damn it. But um I got to fire up this game. Yeah, I'm I'm convinced that when you schedule for iOS to update in the middle of the night, it just ignores you when you say that because it <laughs> never happens. Yeah, every time I wake up, it's like, oh, iOS failed to install. Please plug into power and connect the Wi-Fi to install. I'm like, it, both those things were true. I I I I don't even know how to cancel. I'm gonna cancel this and just do it while I'm at work tomorrow. Um. Uh, install. I don't know. Uh, gosh darn it, man. Oh well. Uh, I hope I show up to work on time tomorrow. Uh, it is what it is. Any any closing thoughts as I try to try to pull up this game? I got to root for the Warriors right now. I don't like it. Why do you have to? Because I bet on them. Oh, duh. Um, well, to be fair, my choice—I—I I have to watch one of Boston or Golden State win the finals this year, and that's—that's that's sickening. Yeah, I uh, Golden State, and I kind of don't like that they're back. Um, I also, I also kind of don't like the new school of like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum winning, uh, winning a bunch. Uh, I'm not ready to abandon my era of the NBA and admit that. Oh, your now, era's over, buddy. I, I know. It's Kevin long Dur- been over. 
Kevin Durant's not going to win the finals ever Kevin Durant are your last saving grace. Oh, barely. Emphasis uh, on King James. uh, Yeah, uh, after this year, I'm I'm really not feeling. uh, Unless Ben Simmons comes and saves me. uh, Which you. Oh, man. Um, Let's see, if you're so, looking for a new fan, I, I highly – or a new player to be your number one player, I highly advise Luca. He is uh, just an absolute delight to watch. And he's a little too mainstream for me. Oh, my just, God. <laughs> I, there's got to be – well, I mean, I say that, and um, yet my next option is going to be Giannis, which is also That's very, true. very mainstream. Or you could be um, like me and just like everyone. Uh, or I can dislike everyone. Uh, that's that's also fair, like, fair point. I will never stop a man from – listen, I love most of the NBA players, including Steph – I love watching Steph Curry go off. But nobody hates more than me, I'd argue. It's just the uh, NBA for some weird reason I like everyone. Except for Patrick Beverly. Yeah. Oh, oh, are you yes, a J.J. Reddick guy? Yeah, J.J. Reddick stand. No, Patrick Beverly's just too much. Let me, um... Maverick just got Christian Wood. Yeah, uh... Who's, like, a middle-of-the-road, kind of up-and-coming star? John Moran? Nah, he's already a star. Uh, no, no, I, I refuse to be a supporter of him because everyone's just making him the new Allen Iverson, and I don't like Allen Iverson. So I, I, I can't oh, I, I can't be a John Morant guy. Um, Let's find you a player to stand. I need a player to stand. Um, I mean, if the, Anthony Edwards is fun. Oh, I, I am in on him. I am in on him. Um, who's the... I'm not going to stand this guy because I don't care enough about – well, to be fair, I don't care enough about a lot of these guys. But mm-hmm. the um, – Josh Giddy, is he good? Yeah. He was a triple-double machine. Really? All right. Well, yeah. uh, I, I'm I'm not going to stand him. I, I will you, – you, who did you just say that I totally agreed with? Anthony Edwards. Yes. All right. He's going to be my guy. Now, he's a little bit – uh, I guess like still up and coming. He's not exactly. Yeah, just started he, the movie though. Took Twitter by storm for his performance in the new Adam Sandler movie. Is that the uh, the actor Anthony Edwards? No, the actual Anthony Edwards. Wait, he was in a movie? Yeah, that basketball movie that uh, Spring Hill LeBron's uh thing, whatever whatever you want to call it, made, and Adam Sandler's in it. It just came out on Netflix. I I know nothing of this. I haven't watched it yet, but I hear it's pretty good. Huh. Well, I will have to take a look into that. Uh, yes, as I will. try to watch this game. Okay. Uh, you know who you should stand? Chetty Osmond. Well, no, stand. because he was advertised as... You you don't even stand Chetty Osmond. What are you talking about? Whatever the opposite of Stan is, that's what I am for Chetty Osmond. Hey, what he was the ad- hell was that? He was advertised as being like 
Oh my gosh! You know he he can play all five positions. LeBron He's coming loves to say him. LeBron. Yeah, LeBron loves him. It's um. He does for some odd reason. Like they work out in the off season. I know. I, I remember there was this one picture that uh, made its way around on social media. Oh, I know what you're talking about. All, all those guys at UCLA. Yeah, like him, Kevin Durant, yeah, it's him, Carmelo Kevin Durant, Anthony, Kawhi, Chris Paul, and then, Kawhi, and then at the, at the end, it's Jenny Austin. Yeah, it's, it's Will Chamberlain, it's Michael Jordan, it's LeBron James, it's Chetty Osmond. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's exactly what it was. I, uh, oh my gosh, that, that was funny. But I can't, I can't stand him. Um, Anthony Edwards might be my pick. I, I, I like him a lot. Oh my gosh, no! Are you? Yeah, nobody hates me? Zion more than you. You hate all the players I like. You hate Zion. You hate Bryce Harper. You hate LeBron James. You hate them all. It's funny because out of that list, Bryce Harper might be my favorite. <laughs> he might be my favorite. Well, look, Zion Williamson. I still think that his style of play did not add up to uh, being the Be number one overall pick. Yeah. Uh, a six six guy with a shot as flat as Ray Allen, but not exactly as uh, accurate as Ray Allen. I, I just don't think a six six power forward is number one material. And by the way, I would like to tell I agree, everybody. LeBron James. I, no, he's a point guard, and the entire world knows it. Whether they like it or not. Yeah. Zion uh, shot. Um, oh, he shot 30% from three left his last year. Oof. Well, he's only taking yeah. – he's taking less than one three per game. Yeah, and he's also playing less than one game per season. All right, that's just not true because <laughs> he played 24 in his rookie year and 61 in 2020 slash 2021 where he averaged 27 points, 7.2 rebounds, um, where's that? Um, three offensive rebounds, and he shot 61% from the field. Are you a Draymond Green fan? I absolutely have grown to love Draymond Green. Just because no, my, of yeah. what he is off the court. He is so much more likable than Patrick Beverly, and I can't explain why. Your 2016 self would hate you right now. Just know that. Not even every time, like, ah, Draymond Green's pretty cool. I kind of like if Draymond Green was on my team. I love that he does the podcast immediately after games. I love, yeah, I love I every bit of it. He's going on and giving himself a grade for his own performance. Yeah. If they win tonight, I want to see how he celebrates in Boston. Oh my gosh, he's gonna tear that city apart. He's gonna punch everyone on this on sitting court side. Just missed a three if you can believe that. But um <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna yeah. punch every single one of these Boston fans on the sideline. Your your twenty sixteen self yeah. would not believe Especially the that Draymond Green missed the three. That What's that? I said your twenty sixteen self would not believe that Draymond Green would miss a three. Uh, one of the all time forgotten finals performances, Draymond Green in game seven. Turn, turn into Ray Allen. Uh, that's okay because Harrison Barnes turned into me and you out there. Yeah, Harrison Barnes turned into Harrison Barnes. <laughs> that was a the ultimate six on four. Harrison Barnes was playing for the other team. That will forever be my funniest, the funniest Twitter moment of all time is when they were showing a replay of Game Seven 
uh, at the start of quarantine when they had nothing to show. And Harrison Barnes was trending on Twitter because of how bad he was. He was so bad. I, I, I appreciate like, it. I, I see to Ray Allen, I think I just saw him sitting courtside at this game underneath the, the left basket. Kevin Durant's there, I know that. Kevin Durant? No way! Yeah, he's there. Is he like Ray like Allen? Nothing? I think I think Ray Allen and the Celtic like the drama's kind of been cleared because they kind of they embraced each other at the at the All Star game when they did the NBA seventy five. They all embraced each other. Kevin Garnett did. Yeah, I thought he. I saw a video of him like ducking when like Ray Allen was walking by him or something. They did, and then they that that video went viral, and then there was a video of them all together talking and like laughing Gosh. and like. It may have been fake, but... I hate Kevin Garnett, too. Oh, he Kevin Garnett hurt. was the ultimate, like... like the, on I, yeah, oh my gosh. That's stupid. He was also a horrible interviewer when they had yeah. his Area 21. Up, Area 21. It, he was so... Oh, Robert Wood. I, uh... <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm a little bit behind. But he was so bad. But he was also just, like... The ultimate, I'm going to be unnecessarily tough. Like, I, I, yeah. I like tough guys, no doubt. But Kevin Garnett had, like, this rule where he was like, no one eats on the plane before I do. And then he would, like, fight anybody who did. Like, that's just unnecessary stuff. Like And, like, Glenn Davis, like, was started eating something. And he got up all in his face and, like, threatened to kick his ass or something like that. Like, that stuff just makes Pretty no sense. Pretty normal stuff. Yes, it sounds like a very level-headed human being. Sounds like a sounds like a teammate I would want. Mm-hmm. He won one championship. He'll let you. He'll let you know about it, dude. I so wish that my dreams of being a professional athlete came true, just so I could ignore all of the stupid people that I hated and just come. <laughs> I go to the press conference and say, "Hey, uh, yeah, this old guy named Kevin Garnett. Uh, yeah, I just got drafted first overall to this team because he sucks, and he's going to tell me that I can't eat before him. Yeah, right." I like I would just go to start wars with my teammates at the podium. Ray Allen's at the game with Paul Pierce. Oh, gee, look who didn't show up. Mmm. I, I got a standing guess, ovation during one of the timeouts. I guess Kevin Garnett just had this really big interview that he had to prepare for where he just doesn't ask questions yeah. and then expects the talent to know that he's supposed to talk. <laughs> Kevin Garnett. Awful. Hell, uh, you have any, you have any closing thoughts before we, before we bust out of here? Um, the Warriors, what they're doing now, I need them to be doing a little bit better. Uh, I'm at 4.15 in the first quarter. What, what, what time oh, are you at? They just didn't oh, the ball at 4.15. Instead, Curry's getting mugged. Curry never got the whistles is what I said. Yeah, during the Cavs finals run. Yeah, you <laughs> you, you were you were pro mouth yeah. mouthpiece throwing. I thought yeah, I thought that foul was bullshit. Is what I said in real time. <laughs> was that um? Oh wait, yeah, that was um because he had two instances. I was there was one against the Grizzlies, I think, or maybe the Thunder, where he where he threw a mouthpiece like directly at a ref. 
I remember um, that. If you remember that one. And then there was obviously the one in Cleveland where he threw it just into the Assaulted crowd. kind of him. <laughs> if I were the fan, I would have actually, like, fallen forward onto the court and, like, completely – and, like, made a complete joke out of it. But I would have – I would have shown up that, to work in a neck brace. <laughs> that would have been – like a great excuse for that fan to like be on an NBA court is if he fell yeah. forward and started rolling around. I would have. I, I I say that, and then in reality, I probably just would have dapped him up like he dapped the other guy up because I'm too much yeah. of a bitch. Exactly. I we're, we might be all talk. I don't. I don't want to be in any situation in which is in which there's confrontation unless I'm behind a screen. Exactly. That way, I can control the narratives. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, like when, when you and when you and uh, oh, what when you and Raptor fan four fifteen are going at it on uh, on Twitter. Yeah. You're, you're 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 a real tough guy. I sure am. Well, is it the city of Toronto who who uh, hated you? Is that who it was? Yeah, they hated me. Hey. I, I'm I'm team Corrigan tweets is what I have to say. I, I, I'm I'm picking my team now. Oh yeah, <laughs> I I had this funny thought I was gonna bring up. This could be the last thing. I had this funny thought I was gonna bring up when we were talking Ohio State. Is I'm kind of hoping Ohio State loses at some point this year, or is like getting beat up and then they come back or whatever. But when they're getting beat up, just so I can tweet out the picture of Quinn Ewers in an Ohio State uniform and say it's time. <laughs> because I did that every time. Every time CJ Stroud struggled last year, I tweeted that out, and it was like an instant like fifty Ohio State fans would tell me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Dude, I all those Ohio State fans that were getting mad at you, those are the same people who were saying put in Tate Martell in the Oklahoma game in twenty six. I was the same person saying put in Tate Martell. <laughs> Uh, yeah, jump him over Joe Burrow and Dwayne Haskins. Put yeah. in this take Tathan guy. Although uh, I can't prove it, I was always Team Joe Burrow. Uh, that, that's okay. As, as long as you admit that you can't prove it, as I can't you prove it. Like, the, only way I can, the only way I can prove it is through my track record of always rooting and cheering for the Ohio athletes. No, no doubt. And I, as soon as you said that, I knew exactly why. Yeah. Dwayne so Haskins, I, like, where is he from? Like, the DMV area? Yeah. I want Athens, Ohio in this program. <laughs> That's exactly right. They, uh, Ohio in the house. Mm-hmm. They, uh, that's, that maybe Southeast, that's still East Ohio. You're in the same yeah, hemisphere. Yeah, barely Ohio. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, close to West it's, Virginia. It's, it's, Practically its own little thing because Athens, Ohio is a wild place. It's a it's a very small town. Although, and I, you know what, I got a, I got a, I got a hot hot take a little bit. Um, okay. This is uh this may be the ultimate in the, you know, Dave Chappelle's gonna invite me to player haters ball for this one. That's because right. I, I've Ohio resident. Known, yeah, yeah, Dayton Dayton guy. Uh, I have been known to not be a fan of things that everybody else loves, and uh, mm-hmm. this this is something that I have never once heard been criticized. But I thought Joe Burrow in his Heisman speech, and you you know what, you might actually agree with me on this one, because the casual fan may not know that Joe Burrow's dad was a college football coach, mm-hmm. but 
uh, I thought Joe Burrow kind of played up the whole Athens is very poor a little bit too much in his uh, in his Heisman speech because the uh, I feel like the takeaway was this guy came from nothing and he you know, he rose up through the streets of Athens, Ohio. When not, not that bad, right? And also, he was not growing up on, in that environment. He was like adjacent to that environment. And oh no, he man was comfortably. That, oh, uh, I'm quite sure he. You know what? He he may have been living in, in Kid Rock's house. No, <laughs> well, probably. <laughs> but Athens, uh, Ohio is actually a nice looking town, though. Yeah. I uh, look, I know that they raised a bunch of money and Athens received a bunch of donations, like like four hundred fifty thousand dollars or something. After that, um, the city received in donations. But I I thought that there was a little bit of the, you know, I came from I'm came I came from nothing and now I'm here and uh, I can't believe I overcame all this adversity. A little bit too much of that in his Heisman speech because he was not growing. He was he was he was the, the he was the OG Kid Rock. I th- the adversity may be the not starting, like always being behind somebody at Ohio State. Maybe that's what he's referring to. I don't know. Oh, I, I, I was, I was I didn't. livid when Joe Burrow went and dapped up Ryan Day before he went up on stage. I wanted him to just be, I'm an LSU guy. I'm a, I got an X in my last name now. Oh, my goodness. Because Buckeye fans... And I'm you trying know to decide this. if I hate that. You know that Ohio State, and look, it's not his fault, but you know Ohio State fans are always trying to claim Joe Burrow as like, oh yeah, I won't lie. No, they, they they say that this is that there aren't any good quarterbacks to come to this school. Well, Joe Burrow went here. Yeah, Joe Burrow, pride of the Buckeyes. They retired his number here. People forget. I, Del Curry's I, there. Yeah, I'm weird. Because, by the way, did you know that like that Andrew Wiggins and Al Horford's dad were old NBA players? I did not know that until this graphic. Everyone, everyone who plays professional sports is connected to somebody else who plays professional sports, even the ones who aren't. It's, it's somehow it just works out that way. Huh? Yeah, they all got uncles or something like that. Yeah, my great uncle. Um, little known fact is Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah. I, uh, I'm trying to think of, um, so Joe, I, I personally, and maybe, maybe I'm just a, a sick person who hates the world, but when someone transfers from Notre Dame, I don't like them. I'm not a fan. I'm not like supporting them from afar. Uh, like, oh yeah, he's a Notre Dame guy. I'm like, dang it, man. You can help my team. I, I guess I, for the same, if, if, if they're an Ohio player, I'll root for them always, like I said. But if, like, I'm not rooting for seven banks to fail at LSU. I'm not rooting for. Well, you don't have to root for him because he's just going to fail on his own. Yeah. Oh, hey. Draymond <laughs> Green for three? Oh, my God, he made it. Shooting with the backpack on. Mm, baby. That gave me, like, it just gave me a little, that just gave me the chills and kind of got <laughs> Remind, reminded you of a, of a game of years past? Yeah. I rooted for Joe Burrow at LSU. Like, at I the cannot, start. I would have been so mad. Well, I, I mean, was, you no. couldn't be that mad because Justin Fields was just fine. But Very I would have been like, 
this guy, like we had this guy, and we we didn't even get to receive any of the benefits. Yeah. Like, I, I rooted for Joe Burrow at LSU. My One of my hot takes heading into his first year there was LSU was either going to make the playoff or they were going to at least appear in the top four one week. And they did. Well, I mean, they appeared in the top four the year before, and that's when Joe Burrow was mediocre at best. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, man, can you believe all these stupid social media people who think that UCF knocked Joe Burrow into being the greatest quarterback ever? Yeah, UCF didn't do nothing. <laughs> you know, that Joe Burrow just became way more competitive after that. After, before I wanted, that, he didn't, he didn't care about football. He was just going through the motions. I wish there was a way we could really find out the answer, like what clicked for him heading into that year. Because he I, wasn't that ever. I would love to ask him, hey, why were you all of a sudden, like, way better this next year? Yeah, why why were you the greatest quarterback in the history of college football for at least two years? I need a uh, – Until Bailey's that broken. Yeah, I needed to go on uh, Good Morning America and have them ask him to do some hard-hitting journalism yeah. because uh, they've been known to have some really fantastic interviews with college football players such as Stetson Bennett the morning after mm-hmm. he won the championship. Uh, where he who the hell listens? Know. Who the hell watches Good Morning America? Uh, I don't know. Who like, watches cable news? I certainly not me. I, I, I think the I, only time I watch like cable news is like if something's like if something big is happening and or the presidential election. Uh, yeah, I guess that's fair. Like, uh, I don't know. Like my, my parents got really into it for like the the few days where Russia versus Ukraine was beginning, they were watching too. it I every I, night. I, I did too. I was watching it the night of. I stayed up all night just because I was so fixated on what was happening. Yeah, I've, uh, other than that, though, I'm not a big news watcher. I, per- I, I uh, prefer to get my news from the always reliable, always uh, balanced, never partisan. Twitter, Twitter. baby. Oh, yeah. Where I get, yeah. Twitter's where, where I get everything. Where everyone's everyone's honest and fair and uh, giving giving well-researched opinions yeah, um, like me. behind very real names with real pictures as their profile, <laughs> profile picture. I feel like I give out a lot of great information. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're the king of old pictures that you want to bring back. Like that Urban Meyer Notre Dame picture that you sent me. Yeah. I, listen, I heard a spicy rumor that he wants to go back to Bowling Green. <laughs> I, uh, man, there are people who think that he's actually going to get a college a college coaching job. Who's going to want no. him? Um, everyone. Brett McMurphy already reported that 85 athletic directors would not touch him. Yeah, all 85 of those lied. <laughs> Every single yeah. one of them lied. All it takes is one four and eight season, and then all of a sudden they're in. Yeah. All right. Two final things before we go, and we can just touch on them. I, just because I'm scrolling through my Twitter timeline. Uh, shout out Cannon Smith and Jigba, first MLB hit. Mm-hmm. For your Pittsburgh Pirates, brother of, for my Ohio State Buckeyes, of the greatest wide receiver who's ever lived. And secondly, it is too damn hot. This is too damn hot. Oh, oh my God. gosh. It's 95 degrees. I'm wearing a hoodie. Don't be mistaken. Do not be fooled for a second. I'm wearing a hoodie right now. But 
It is 95 degrees outside. It is uncomfortably hot. Like, I got the AC on in the car, and I'm still baking in the car. So then I got to put the windows. Well, not currently. Just just driving home. Oh, yeah. That that few seconds when I have to touch the seatbelt for the first time when I get in, that's like I'm putting my life into my hands there. We're, uh, you're you're going to go live in Minnesota one day. Montana. Yeah, you can uh yeah, you can be neighbors with Tom Brady when he's uh when he's having his uh, spring practice with all of his teammates, with all those oh, receivers. Yeah. Where where Tom Brady is just wearing shoulder pads and no jersey over top of him. Yeah, when I win the lottery, I'm heading for the hills of Montana and I'm just watching sports till I die. You know what? I'll meet you there. Yes. I, uh, Open I, invite. I, we we might be neighbors. Oh yeah. And we'll uh we'll have we'll just be screaming at our televisions. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what? Not not moving a muscle on Saturdays and Sundays. Oh heaven! I, listen, Denting I the couch. The hills of Montana to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh man. All right. Uh, we're gonna head out of here. Um. I still feel like I won trivia just because DJ didn't remember that Notre Dame joined the conference for a year. That alone made me feel like a victor, but uh, I need to bounce back next week. We got the Wi-Fi set up. We're currently watching Warriors Celtics. We're fine now. Uh, it took a while, but all of our problems, well, most of our problems have been solved. So yeah. we're all good. But uh, The Warriors are whooping ass right now. Uh, against the spread they are. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, hey, that's all that matters. Um, what, what's the score for you right now? I got 27-22. Okay. That's uh, a minute. How did Jordan Poole do that? Okay. Uh, the pride I, of Michigan. You're dang right he is. Um, Golden State all line. Let's go. Oh, the minus nine. I forgot that was in play. I've yes, been having – I just went through the coldest streak of my life, like – all of May, I am starting to heat back up, and I love it right now. Even if I don't win today and the Warriors, I, I crush baseball today. I, I just hope you don't lose all your money, man. Betting on baseball is a – Oh, it's throwing away money, but – It's an everyday endeavor. Oh, yeah. It's an everyday oh, thing God. for me. Uh, the Warriors are ridiculous. I'm going to sit down and All watch right. this game. Don't mind if I do. And mm-hmm. we will catch up with you guys uh, next week once we have an NBA champion and, I guess, and more baseball. Yeah. All right. So we will see you guys later. Take care. Peace.